0: En medio de una hora, los aviones de aquí se unirán con los del resto del mundo. Y ustedes darán inicio a la batalla aérea más grande en la historia del hombre. De la humanidad. Palabra que tendrá nuevo significado para nosotros. Ya no podemos consumirnos con pequeñas diferencias, nunca más. Ya estaremos unidos en un interés común. Tal vez sea el destino que hoy sea el 4 de julio, y ustedes lucharán una vez más por la libertad, no de la tiranía, la opresión o la persecución, sino de la aniquilación. Lucharemos por nuestro derecho a vivir, a existir, y debemos ganar hoy. El 4 de julio ya no será conocido como una fiesta norteamericana, señores. Sino como el día en que el mundo declaró a una voz, no entraremos en silencio hacia la noche. Y no moriremos sin pelear.
1: There's the guy who plays Randy Quaid, shouting, C, in the background. Brilliant. Wonderful. All right. Why, hello. It's 3 minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of uh, 11, and this is the month of March of the year of our Lord, 2008. Thank you for coming along, Megan, a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed, yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM970, Solid State Radio. This, me amigos, is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Thank you for uh, coming by. It is uh, Thursday. And uh, welcome to Day 12. Hello, howdy, how are you? It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. If you would like to join us today with your comments, questions, clarifications, admonitions, whatever. 503-733-2970. Richie Bristol is standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane... Vending machine anecdotes of your own, perhaps. By the way, I've noticed that the, uh, the vending machine is fixed today. I don't know when Eric came in to do that. I was sort of hoping I would be here when he came in to fix the vending machine, and then I was sort of hoping I wouldn't be here, and it, it was the latter that came to pass. It is the best story ever told on this program. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to be just laugh, laughing at my own, my own amusement. You know, what a card you are, Rick Emerson. But apparently um, you're not alone in that outlook, because I guess Susan Reynolds, I have to stop her now, I'm going to start laughing at my own story. Um, I guess Susan Reynolds went to dinner last night, and she said, she pulled me aside this morning, she said that as she was driving home yesterday, she said she um, she had to actually sort of slow down and regain her composure at the wheel at one point, because she was thinking of the story, Jim and I destroying the vending machine, and she began to laugh uncontrollably.
2: <laughs>
1: Always glad to help Well, in any event, why, hello It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program Richie Bristol standing by uh, Ready, willing, and uh, able to pass along all your observations today If you'd like to email, you can do that as well It is rick at rickhemerson.com rick at uh, rickhemerson.com Sarah at 970.am Tim at am. Or Richie with a T uh, at 970.am A couple things to get to before we uh, proceed First of all, don't forget uh, April 1st the Rick Emerson real-time live stream launches. Uh, I don't think it's a Monday. I think it's a Tuesday, but it's April 1st. Seems like a good sort of, seems like like a, a good sort of round number, as it were, to start with. So on April 1st, uh, the actual real-time uh, live stream will launch. It's going to be uh, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, and then the rest of the day, I think initially, for the rest of the day, I think it's basically just going to be all us all the time. I think initially it's going to be this show live including the recap hour from 10 to 3. Then the rest of the day, it'll be sort of Rick Emerson best of segments or whatever. Uh, and then as we sort of get the clearance for the other shows, we'll add those into the mix. Uh, the whole the point of this, though, is you get to stream a week earlier than everybody else if you are a glorious bastard. So if you're a uh, glorious bastard, sign up, and you'll get an email about this. Uh, is that for both men
3: and women? It is. It is indeed, Tim Riley.
1: Uh so uh sometime I think like Sunday or maybe Monday you'll get an email about it kinda telling you how it is to listen. But if you're a uh, you are a glorious bastard, you'll get that uh, a week before everybody, before the commoners get that. Uh what else? Uh big announcement coming Monday. Uh this coming Monday. Not today, uh, not tomorrow, not Saturday, not Sunday. Monday uh we'll make a big announcement about something else. So be listening uh, for that. Let's see, what else? Oh by the way, Dave Zinn had the best station name yesterday. He cornered me the,
4: Have you seen... And you told me about this history, too. You're like, I, you have to tell him, like, oh, did he actually come up with him? You're like, no, it's
1: not I mean, the best. I mean, it's not usable. It is both the best... Just the, 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 the back up for a second. So we uh, discussed yesterday, and this will be sort of an ongoing issue of... I think we sort of milked it for about 80% of what it was worth yesterday, but I, there will clearly be some ongoing suggestions. So yesterday we noted that we were thinking about tweaking the station name to add the word talk to it somehow. And we wanted to call it am 970 PDX Talk, but then we were thwarted, as we always are, thwarted by lawyers. Uh, so we're trying to come up with some some different name. So Zinn came up with one that is both the best and the worst suggestion ever. I mean, it's completely unusable. There's no way we could ever use it, but it's fantastic. This is Dave. And, of course, Dave Zinn delivered it, as he always does, where he's just, he's so, Dave Zinn has that thing where he is, he is sort of dry in his delivery. Sometimes that you can't tell if he's being serious or if he's sort of effing with you. It's it's difficult to read him occasionally.
4: Absolutely. And
1: you're sort of like, is he screwing
4: with me? Am like, I... does he not like me? Is he being sarcastic, <laughs> or is that the way he talks?
1: It is. It's like sort of a like a sardonic uh, sort of wry delivery, and you're never quite sure if he's just sort of winding you up. Anyway, so Dave comes up to all hallway stuff, and he goes, "I got the best um, name for the news for the station," and I said, what's that." And he goes, "This is so great I wrote it down." I ran to my post-it notes. He said, I've got the best station name. And I said, what's that, Dave Zinn? Chitty Chitty Chat Chat. <laughs> which is, which is like, thoroughly retarded, but which is really wonderful. I'm actually going to put it over here on the window. You, you must go.
4: always remember Chitty Chitty chat, chat Always
1: remember Chitty Chitty Chat Chat.
4: I mean, it's sort of like
1: the more you think about it, the better it becomes. Uh, all right, anyway... All right. Here's what's coming up today. Uh, it's Thursday. CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Sherd Amble join us today. Um, well, I guess it continues to be a bad week for Obama. Uh, so now I think it's I think it's Gallup that's now actually putting Hillary Clinton back ahead of Barack Obama, who clearly must feel like this a preacher guy is just a preacher guy is just he's one of those undersea things in Harry Potter that grab onto your ankle. Was it like in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? They're doing the Triwizard Tournament, and the thing is, he had to go underwater and he had to rescue one of his friends underwater where they were being held hostage by giant goldfish but or like something. like the evil mermaids. Yeah, but the, yeah, exactly in the pond. Yeah. At Hogwarts. It's a terrible analogy. Anyway, so but Obama just can't ditch this guy. And he's uh, dragging him further down as the week goes on. So Hillary, according to Gallup, at least, there's a few points on top. John McCain's still beating them both. But we'll talk to Elisa Desjardins about that. We'll find out if those idiots ever found the key to the chain with which they had padlocked themselves yesterday. We had the best thing yesterday where Lisa called up, was talking about some Iraq war protesters who had done something I thought was pretty creative, where they had themselves in a huge circle, and I guess because they were protesting the fact that the money's being spent on the war and not on the education system, they had woven a chain through a bunch of school desks and then around their bodies. And then at the end, the cops just decided to leave them alone and not do anything, so they said, okay, well, we'll pick up our protest and go somewhere else, and then they realized no one had the key, (laughs) and so they couldn't get themselves unlocked. Uh, so we'll find out uh, the outcome of that. Steve Kastenbaum will join us from uh, New York City today uh, to talk to us a little bit about uh, what's-her-guts, uh, the the call girl, Ashley. I'm already kind of sick of her, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's like Thursday, so we'll do it today and tomorrow, and then we'll be done. Uh, oh, but it turns out that she may be 17 in the Girls Gone Wild thing. So that continues to be, that be more bad news for Joe Francis. Wow. All right. That guy's life just continues to get worse. Uh, all right. Uh, what else are we doing? Aaron Geek in the city. Duran will join us later on today. He's gonna Yay. be gone. Uh, he won't be in tomorrow anyway because he's going to Vegas. He's actually going to Vegas earlier than Lara and I though. He he and his wife are going. I don't know. going tomorrow afternoon or something. So uh, Aaron will be in uh, later on today. Uh, our good friend uh, Isaac Slusarenko, who is the owner. Am I pronouncing it? Slusarenko. Slusarenko. I don't know. He's
4: pronounced it to me like seven different times. I think he understands that it's a difficult last name it's, to pronounce. It's an odd name.
1: Uh, yeah, proud owner of Jackpot Records, a uh, very fine sponsor of the Rick Emerson Show. They'll be in, uh, he'll be in later today to do a uh, top five. Let's see, what else? Uh, we have a um, we have a geek watch, uh, I think we have a clown watch of some kind and uh, a whole bunch of uh, other crap, plus your phone calls and so forth. Tim Riley's working on the following stories for your edification today.
5: Not in my town! A canvas great-grandma rescues a KFC robber to the ground. Portland police use a a little pepper spray and a few rascals at yesterday's Iraq war protest. A child is hit in the head by a mirror of a passing school bus in southeast. Tickets are all caught for tomorrow's Barack Obama rally at Memorial Coliseum. That leaves those who really must have them to fall into the uncaring hands of scalpers on Craigslist. This is an interesting story. Thousands of new Mazdas aboard a listing ship will end up being crushed in a Portland scrapyard. And the Philippine uh, Philippine government issues a pre-Easter warning on the dangers of crucifixion. Crucifixion.
1: Oh, that's right, because they got those guys that pound themselves up onto trees every year. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's... Who's running the Philippines now? I haven't followed that since the days of Marcos. Mark a... Bell. He's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind. They can lead in several directions. Yes, it could. All right. Uh, we're joined today as always by the lovely talented Sarah Dylan. Hello. How are you today?
4: Hello. Hi. I mean, all right. I'm still, you know, not to, I've already tortured you with my dream story, but I just had this really weird dream last night. It kind of threw me through a loop. And then um, when I got in my car, morning, my blinkers weren't working, and then... Isn't um, that what happened with your last car. Yep, that's what happened. It was the same switch and everything. I got out and I'm calling my dad. I'm like, "Great, I'm going to come visit you guys this weekend. can I go down the highway just doing arm signals? And he's like, "I don't, yeah, I don't know if you can."
1: I think that's legal. I think you can do that.
4: I think so. And then, but I, then I went back up to my car and they work now.
1: Okay, but just just to back up for a second. So Sarah came in today. Was sort of rattled by this uh, really weird, creepily realistic dream she had last night. So now I know that one of the maxims of the Rick Emerson show is is that your dreams are only interesting to you. But I did find. So here's the thing. I will relay.
4: Yes, you tell it, because I'm all babbling. I'll
1: relay the things that I found interesting about it. There's a couple of visuals. I won't make everybody listen to the whole thing, but there's a couple of visuals from your dream last night as you relayed them to me that I found kind of creepy. One is that there was apparently a, a section... Tell me if I'm getting this right. There was a moment in your dream when you looked up into the sky and there were hundreds, if not thousands, of parachutes dropping on the city. And when they hit the ground, you realized they were full, life-size uh, plastic army men, except bright blue... And the minute they came, the minute they hit the ground, they came to life and they were aliens, which is which is completely creepy. I mean, that's effed up.
4: Yeah, that was it. They, but they were aliens, but they were different things. Like they would just kind of hit the ground, and they'd fall over, and they'd come back up and start walking around like normal people. But they were these giant blue plastic men. Uh huh. Like we were, there were different jobs. I remember seeing like a couple of kids, and there was like a mailman. So and creepy. Like it was. And then at one up.
1: point, did or did not the Cloverfield monster begin smashing the city?
4: It, it destroyed it's the, the whole worst city. dream ever.
1: Can I just tell and you? And I
4: looked up and it was looking at me, and then I had this feeling I was going to die. Ooh, I'm
1: that really scared me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm, uh, I'm glad that's a dream I didn't have. Ooh. That is a legitimately. Did you write it down?
4: Yeah, I wrote a whole blog about it.
1: That's a legitimately creepy dream. It I really had is. to
4: put it out on paper because I, I was laying there and I didn't let myself go back to sleep for like 20 minutes. I'm like, you've got to remember this, remember this, remember yeah. this. Like, pounded it into my head.
1: Can I tell you, I actually have, I actually skipped seeing Cloverfield again. I meant to see it again, but it kind of freaked me out the first time it's I watched really, it.
4: well. Obviously, it's stuck in my head. I haven't yeah. seen it for months, and that, I cannot even describe the terror that I felt. It made oh. me
1: feel kind of icky, and so I've. It's like The Mist, which I saw twice. And that's sort of enough for now, although I know that it comes out, I think, Tuesday on DVD. I saw that. And I'm going to buy it. I mean, I know I'm going to buy it. But then it's... I suspect almost that The Mist is going to be one of those things where I buy it on DVD because I want to support Frank Darabont and I want to show my... Because the movie didn't do anything at the box office. And I want to support it and I want to... You know, throw my weight behind good cinema, but I think it's like I'm going to buy it and then just never watch it. It's just going to sit on my shelf. Because really, how many? It's like owning Requiem for a Dream. How many times can I watch Requiem for a Dream? I mean, honestly,
4: I owned it. I watched it once. I gave it away. How
1: many times can I see somebody taking a bone saw to Jared Leto? I mean, there's really a finite number of opportunities in your life to watch that without feeling horrible. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, well, let's. Jesus, it's 11:15 already. Um, is there anything? Oh, the other thing. Have you seen Dave's in today? No, it's fantastic. He's got his full-on Scott Storch outfit on. He's got this a velour tracksuit on, <laughs> with with the thing where he's got the big name brand tag still hanging off the front. Dave Zinn? Dave Zinn.
4: That guy is so strange. It's
1: pretty fantastic, actually. And you know why he's wearing it? Because he's he's flying to Reno tonight to gamble on sporting events. In fact, wait, hold on. Before we, let's see if I, I think I've got this right. Let me make sure that I've got this. I've got this correct. Good morning. Dave Zinn. Hey, Rick. Hi, Dave Zinn. How are you today? Hey,
6: Portland. I'm good. Hey, uh,
1: so uh, what is the brand of tracksuit you're wearing today, or whatever you call that?
6: Well, uh, suit, warm-up paid, suit. not being paid to say this, but it's a Sweatsito.
1: Uh-huh. A what? I don't
5: know.
6: Uh, sweatsito is the brand that is a doo-doo brown colored velour Two piece suit. May I have that in doo-doo color,
5: please.
1: <laughs> um, so, do you have this in sputum? Uh, and is it velour? You said
6: uh, the fabric is velour. The company is Sweatsido. Does
1: it does it feel soft and supple against your skin? How did you know? Uh huh. So you are going. to... When are you flying to Reno? When are you going out?
6: I'm leaving on the last uh, flight tonight. All right. Uh, Eight, 8 fifty five. And
1: you're going to Reno so that you can bet on sporting events.
6: I'm going to bet on on the, the March Madness basketball tournament. This is
1: the NCAA. Now, is that a thing? Now, color be stupid. So that's a thing you have to go to a uh, to a certain city to do. You can't uh, you can't do that here.
6: Um. Well, I in mean, Nevada, not in... it's legal to bet on uh, sports legally.
1: Okay. What is it that, now? You know, I'm confused sometimes because what is that thing that's downtown where you see the guys chewing on old cigars and they're betting on the horses?
6: Uh, that is off-track betting. Now, is, um, that, is that legal here? That is legal, be. but it's not... Um... There's a store downtown that does that. Yeah, where
1: the guys have the snap-brim hats and the stogies, and they're mm-hmm. clutching a newspaper and hating their lives.
6: The Old oh, yeah. 1940s
1: storefront. Totally, yeah, yeah, exactly, sitting there talking about dames. So you can bet on horses here, but not on the, not on the NCAA.
6: That is correct.
1: All right. What is, so when you go, not to belabor the point here, but when you go, so when you bet on the, the NCAA in Reno, what, what, how, what is it? What are you doing? What are you betting on? I mean, you personally.
6: Well, I just take teams that I like that I think are going to win, now, and how, then you you hope they win by the amount of points.
1: This the, is the spread, as they say. The spread. What? Yeah. Could, conceivably, how much money could you win?
6: Let's just say uh, you put twenty dollars down, and you want poor, you know, you want Oregon to win. Oregon is the underdog by two and a half points. Okay. So I'll bet on Oregon, and if I win, I'll win
1: $38. Seems like a lot of work.
6: You almost double your money.
1: All right, fair enough.
6: You bet 50 bucks, you might get a free drink ticket. <laughs> you're nice crazy, well. Dave. You're, you're
1: out of control. You're, you're living a life of high style, Dave.
6: And uh, I'm being graced. Uh, I'm going to see Andrew Dice Clay perform for the first time ever. He's in Reno on Saturday night.
1: Is he still you, alive? I so I alive. the same 51. question. I didn't know that he was still alive. Either. Although I did Andrew Dice Clay. I did suggest that there be some sort of a some sort of a merged cover act where he's Andrew W. Clay. Crickets. All okay, right, thanks.
6: Bye now. Hey, um I'm yeah. also going to in and out burger.
1: Are you really? That's the first thing I'm going to do when I get to Vegas.
6: And what are you going to say to the register lady?
1: Well, this is now, we could talk about this for a second, actually. So this is, I guess, one of those things that people didn't really know widely until the Internet came around. Because I guess the deal is, if you go to In-N-Out, where I've gone for many years, I guess there are secret off-menu items that you have, they're not listed.
4: Pleased to be saying, I'm going in 21 days.
1: Yeah, so you have to sort of go up and say, I'd like it blah, blah, blah style, and they like you wink, and they give it to you in some weird, what is the one you suggested at In-N-Out? Animal style. Animal style, which is what?
6: Um, they cook the patties with mustard. Yes. Um, extra cheese spread and grilled onions.
1: See, which is fantastic. And that's the thing that you don't, you don't know about that. Because if you look at the menu, it's just the regular hamburger, regular cheeseburger, fries, shake. That's it. So, all right. I'll do that when I get to Vegas tomorrow night.
6: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
4: There you go. Oh, you get to go tomorrow, you bastard. Tomorrow night.
1: So I'm going flying out tomorrow afternoon, be in Vegas tomorrow night, Saturday, coming back Sunday night. I'll, my, my plane will land here at 2 a.m. Monday morning. I will then come to work. Work all, day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> work all day and then go to the dentist.
5: <laughs> That's your reward.
1: <laughs> so it's really it is really like the ultimate yin and yang, you know what I mean? It's like the weekend starts as well as it possibly could, flying to Vegas and then it ends with me exhausted in a dental chair having things prodded. So that'll be fun. All right. Um Jesus, before we do anything else. So I uh, so we went we did our door-to-door thing last night, Terry and I where we kind of go out and we uh, we, we talk to some of the people, uh, to some of the uh, glorious bastards. And I will say, I do not use his name because I don't want to embarrass him. But we, there, was a few, there was a bunch of guys who were, again, a lot of times people aren't home. Bridget will sort of pull 10 or 12 people that are glorious bastards and we'll go by their houses and, you know, I'll knock on the door and then I'll say, hey, I'm here to thank you for listening and whatever. And then we give them, you know, like we had movie passes and some Visa and whatever. Um... And sometimes they aren't home, but yes, there's a whole lot of people home. So we, you know, we sat and talked and whatever. We went by this one guy's house though. Um, and you remember? Had you ever been to Trey's house? Of course you had. No. Okay. Um, anyway, he lived kind of out in that neighborhood, uh, but it was often tigered. So we go to this guy's house last night, and we knock on the door. He answers, and I, and I say, hey, you know, it's a... Hey, I'm Rick Emerson, and I'm here to thank you for listening. You know, my whole thing. You're the bravest person in the world. You really are.
7: I would never,
5: ever, ever... It's, it's not so, if I was held so hostage. <laughs> in my life on. It's
1: not so bad.
5: It, it is so <laughs> bad. It is so bad. You've been told otherwise.
1: <laughs> but you're yeah, very worried. So, so anyway, so Terry and I are standing on the porch talking to the guy, and his teenage son is there, and then his wife wanders into the room. And uh, and I you, know, I, 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 you know, I won't give his name, but his name is, you know, John or whatever. And I said,
2: Oh, hello, this, this
1: is this, you know, Mrs. John? You know, hi, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be charming and, you know, whatever. And I don't know if she's a listener or not. I said, Hi, I'm Rick Emerson. And her, she does that thing where her eyes narrow, like just slits. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, I've heard your voice. And I said, Oh, I, uh, and I'm, of course, still just ignorant of the fact that she clearly despises me. So I'm like, well, hey, just came by to thank your husband for listening. That's, you know, that's your way to go. You know what? And, And she says, oh, I've heard him listening to you. And then it's just like this look that's just the temperature of liquid helium. And I and and the husband is sort of, you know you know he's you know he's, he said well you know i i called in last week about uh... you know about something or other and she looked at him she goes you call his radio program and clearly there was like oh, some geez. sort of strife happening in the living room about me at that moment And so the husband's like well uh,
4: you told me you just listen to it every now and again <laughs> i know you were involved
1: and he's like well i just called once or whatever and so i then try to change the subject I should have just left, but I tried to change the subject you really should by been. by telling a sort of wacky anecdote. And I think I told this story on the air where a couple of weeks ago Terry and I went to this house, first mistake on 82nd. Uh that was that was really where the trouble began. A few weeks ago we had gone to this house on 82nd. We had knocked on the door. The guy opened the door and his first word, the first words out of his mouth were, "Standing on my porch is a good way to get shot." So that's the bad, that happened some weeks ago. So Last night I'm trying to sort of change the subject because the wife is clearly no fan of mine but I'm trying to be sort of amusing and maybe bring her around with my uh, with my wit and
5: charm. Let me tell you a story about a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> so I told
1: I said so I told I said, "Well, hey, don't worry about it. At least this isn't like that time that the guy threatened to shoot me for standing on his porch. Boy, that was a weird knife." And she goes, I can't believe that's only happened once. <laughs> oh, my
4: goodness. <laughs> wow. I know. It was...
1: It was. What did you do? I don't know. And so, and anyway, at that point, I was like, all right, eject. And so, I'm like, hey, John, thanks for listening. Have some Will Ferrell movie passes. Gotta to go." am looking sound
4: like it's a three. It's hard to call it, not
1: a car for one. Exactly. Not too late for a prenup. So, all right. Anyway, so... Uh, oh, boy. So, that was fun. It sounds like and it. And by fun, I mean... Cringe-inducing.
4: You know she should have been happy for her husband. If you know, if he's a fan of well,
1: yours. so you would think. All right. Uh, I don't think we have time to do anything else here. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's do one phone call, which will set the tone for the entire program. This one hey. call. Oh, the pressure. This one call will determine whether or not the program is going to be a stunning success today. I and go.
8: I feel pretty confident about it, Rick. All right. So I have three suggestions. One, the first one I must say is not my own idea. It Wait, the, are from... these
1: suggestions for the radio station name? Yes. Okay.
8: Yes. Right. The first one comes from listener, my, my friend and fellow listener Chris, who is uh, still waiting for his uh, his a game CD from you.
1: Uh, which he's still waiting for what?
8: Uh, you uh, you yeah, you accidentally walked off with the cover of his game.
1: Oh, dude, that's that's that guy. Uh, we another guy we we'd gone to his house again another guy on a Wednesday night we went to his house and I was looking at some role playing game he was playing at the computer and I we got into the vehicle and drove away and I realized I had it in my hand still yeah it's sitting in my office right now I, I lied to him and said I said I had mailed it out but I haven't done that
8: so, so, so this is from him okay his idea is talker I barely knew her
3: okay that's <laughs> moderately amusing
8: all right <laughs> okay and then I I had two ideas uh one I don't know how serious they are but we will just throw them out there anyway one was. AM 970, The Jibber Jabber. Okay. It doesn't have talk, you know, but other one was uh, AM 970, Crazy Talk.
1: All right, do I have to say it in that voice? That's crazy talk. Do I have to get, does the guy yeah. do a crazy talk?
8: It's, it's absolutely necessary. All
1: right, it must, as long as it's always delivered in that voice, it might work. All right, <laughs> so, thank you, my friend. Tell Chris that I'll uh, get, get that thing back
8: to him one of these I'm days. Sure he, I'm sure he got the messages yeah. right now. So. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> Bye. All right. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Uh, all right, should mm-hmm. we take a break? Let's do it. All sure. right, come back. Lisa Desjardins around the uh, around the corner uh, later on. Steve Kastenbaum. Uh, Tim Riley, the top five. Aaron Duran. <laughs> Some radio program. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. 2970 right, I'm looking at this
4: photograph here. All right, I'm going to move it.
1: Okay, that's a, that's a great picture, by the way, because the baby looks actively unhappy to be held by you.
4: I know. And she usually really loves me. Uh-huh.
1: This is a picture of you holding Lisa's, ba- uh, not Lisa Desjardins, uh, Lisa, your friend Lisa's yeah. baby. First of all, it's a lot of hair that baby's got.
4: Oh, it's the cutest thing ever.
1: All right it 's just, just that you you have this great look like you have the big smile on your face, and the baby just has this whole why is this happening
4: I laughed when my, when Lisa took this on Saturday, I laughed for like four hours The,
1: the baby <laughs> seems deeply annoyed by the whole thing uh, that 's at your myspace that 's uh, myspace.com dot slash Sarah x all right, fantastic. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from the Hill, CNN Radio correspondent, uh, the babyless Lisa Desjardins. Hello there, how are you?
9: That's right, no baby here. No, nope. oh. good.
1: You know nothing no about birth and either. no babies.
9: No baby here. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, all right.
1: Hey, somebody just sent me, by the way, the hidden in and out, uh, the, like the secret menu. I guess it's not that secret because it's on the internet, uh, but it's like you have to. It, but it's it is not listed on the menu in the stores. Uh, so, fantastic. All right, so the animal style is burger of your choice, hand leaf lettuce, tomato, mustard cooked beef patty, uh, extra pickle, extra spread, and grilled onions. All right, I am all over That's the first thing I'm doing when I get to Vegas. How are you, Lisa? How's your day?
9: Hey, I'm good. How are you guys?
1: I am fantastic. Those uh, nitwits ever get themselves unlocked yesterday?
9: They, they did. Actually, not long uh, after, after I passed on the information, but it, it probably took them... You know, from when I first got the email to the whole thing, maybe maybe a, a fifteen minute, ten minute uh, debacle there in the intersection, but it worked out.
1: That is wonderful. Oh, to have been there at the moment when somebody yes. said, "I thought you had the key." Right. That's really that, that's that's really the money moment right there that you want to be present for. Genius. Ah, oh, all right. Uh well, let's see here. Uh, well, it is the obligatory. You don't even bother to change the slug anymore. It's just primary scramble.
9: Um, i know so no it's like it's like you know cnn has this ballot bowl which which was really great it was re- you know kind of witty when actually there there were real bowl games but now it's sort of ballot bowl here's more
1: <laughs> the uh you just sort of it, this is we have now entered the long slog i that's think what, that's where we are right now
9: exactly the gruel um this, give me my campaign gruel, sir
1: <laughs> so <laughs> um, so, uh, Michigan, uh, what, what, what's happening?
9: Well, let's look at the Michigan wires right now. You know, I've been checking these wires probably every 10 minutes today, hoping for, for, for something. But essentially what's going on in Michigan is they have not reached a solution. And, in fact, it looks like there's very little chance that there will be a do-over now. Essentially the state senate had to pass a bill allowing for this do-over. But uh, they couldn't reach a deal. So they've adjourned now. And... It doesn't look like there'll be enough time for them to sort this out when they come back.
1: And Florida's totally hosed, right?
9: Well, it depends on how you look at it, but definitely no do-over in Florida. Where things stand right now is Florida Democrats are talking about – they're putting an idea out there. and Not a lot of people are grabbing on yet, but their idea now is divide half of our delegation and award that uh, according to the first vote then the other half of the delegates award that according to some kind of national average, either uh, the popular vote or the, the delegates as they stand, if you take us out of the mix.
1: Here's a dumb question. The next time we have a go-around like this, uh, what is more likely to happen, that the states will follow the rules or that the Democratic Party will figure out that they've got to be a little more flexible lest this happen again?
9: Still remains to be seen because it depends on how the Democratic Party handles Florida. I think regardless there are going to be some changes. There's going to be a lot of talk about changes, and then from that there will be about 1% of that talk will lead to actual changes. But you'll hear a lot of talk three years and four years from now about it. I think that if if Howard Dean makes good on his pledge uh, to not make these first votes count in any way, shape, or form, then you'll see states fall in line. But you're also going to see a discussion of – What's so great about New Hampshire and Iowa? That's what all these states are going to say. And it won't just be Florida and Michigan. All they're going to say, how come these two always get to get go first? And then Iowa and New Hampshire will have to make their case, uh, not just to the Democratic Party, but kind of nationally uh, to keep that spot. So there,
1: there is a little bit of a uh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha thing happening in There is
9: completely here. that going on, right. yes.
1: I'm just trying to remember the last election we had in this country, like, of any size, where somebody didn't manage to accidentally get one of their fingers caught in the electoral door as they were closing it. You know what I mean? It's just it seems like uh, we we have become a glitch-filled country or maybe we were always just glitchy and we never really uh, knew about it because the news dissemination services were not really you know did 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 they exist the same way they do now
9: I'll tell you I think there's just there are so many more variables now so many different electronic voting systems that could be a potential disaster if anything wrong happens but then also there's so much more money at stake with presidential advertising that these states don't just want the prestige, they want the money of these candidates having to pour advertising into their states if they're early. Uh,
1: By the way, speaking of uh, candidates coming to the states, so first of all, two things here in Oregon, uh, or Oregon, as many uh, people insist on calling it. Oh, really? A, oh, no, that's a a, a tell. I mean, I I know that every state has these things that only, you know, the the other people pronounce it correctly, but that's the biggest one here, is Oregon. You hear Oregon a lot.
9: That's what people in in your state say.
1: No, 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 people, no, 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 no. No, that's what okay, people—that's what people from California say. Uh, uh, okay. California and/or New York.
9: I've never heard that. That's yeah. interesting.
1: You'll see it on television sometimes, uh, where scriptwriters will put the word "Oregon" into the mouth of a character, and it's <laughs> clearly someone who has no, like, only the most passing of knowledge of the state, and they'll say "Oregon," and it makes everybody here cringe. So. <laughs> Uh so a, cou- a couple of things uh a so Barack Obama is um he's here today is that
4: right uh
1: Lisa, is Sarah isn't he here today
4: No he's here tomorrow Is it tomorrow okay know, Same time as Harvey Dent
1: Um nerd I keep thinking right, today's Friday for some day. reason uh, but so the, the tickets for that went in like 4 seconds uh my wife was very despondent that she was not able to grab a ticket to that um a friend of mine sent me a text message because he uh, found out where the Hillary Clinton campaign quarters is going to be for Oregon. And he, he was just – he could not wait to tell me. He was just uh, jumping out of his skin with excitement about that. So there's that. So since we're talking about uh, about those two folks, A, how bad a week is Barack Obama having uh, happening right now? Mm-hmm. And B, what do you uh, make of these reports? I think Gallup is the one that said today that now Hillary Clinton, according to Gallup, is now in the lead again by a couple Back of points. Back top. Back yeah.
9: on top. Uh, I think that I think that it definitely you're seeing this is kind, this could be the low point in this campaign, or uh, this could be sort of a, a slope that continues all the way down. That's what Hillary Clinton wants, but it, it's hard to say which it's going to be. But I think, though, mathematically. When you see Barack Obama, and you know he had this uh, sort of, I'm spending the day with Anderson Cooper yesterday, which, by the way, I have to admit, I feel like a sucker because I stayed up late to try and watch that Anderson Cooper, uh, (laughs) sort of my day with Barack Obama, and it was completely not worth it. No offense to Anderson Cooper, but it was like a minute and a half of, hey, there's a lot of people in line, and look, there's a lot of people cheering, and here he is, he's on a plane, look at that. It just, ugh, no, I, sort
1: I, of no calories at all. No, I,
9: yeah. I well, it had some calories, but it was all completely expected. Nothing like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know how that worked. Look
8: but. at my perfectly coiffed hair.
9: Yeah, it, really <laughs> it was. Although he did have a. He did mention that he had a cut from uh, some minor surgery under his eye, which, which was intriguing. Uh,
1: because I do think we had the story yesterday that it was... I don't want to get this wrong. Uh, I think we had the story yesterday that it was some, like a small, uh, what you, like a mole.
9: Oh, that would make sense. I'm embarrassed that I don't know. I, I didn't uh, take the time to look that up. I probably should have, but I, I don't know. That was, that was actually the most interesting thing to
2: how, me. How sad that a, a
1: small disfiguration on Anderson Cooper's face was the uh, was the most compelling thing about the evening.
9: Because they just, they just pitched it for so long and they promoted way too much. Anyway, the deal is if you see Barack Obama, and for folks who, who stayed up with me and watched that last night, he really does seem pretty cool and calm. And that's, I think, generally his nature. But he doesn't seem rattled by everything that's getting thrown at him right now, and including these poll numbers. And I think one reason why is the math is still so much on his side. And if Michigan and Florida don't have revotes, which we know now pretty much they're not going to. Michigan, very unlikely now. Florida for sure is not. Hillary Clinton really has almost no chance of catching him in the pledged delegates. She has a very small chance of catching him in the popular vote. But without Florida and Michigan, it becomes less and less possible for her. I mean, she really is hoping for it, – it's not impossible, but her chances are – you know, there's a great New York Times article about this – So I'm not going to take all credit for this thought, but her chances really are becoming smaller and smaller. And I think even though to us we see these polls and say, wait a minute, and the American public is clearly rethinking, or the Democratic public seems to be rethinking Barack Obama right now, the numbers are really on his side.
1: Really, what will be the most fascinating thing to me, of course, because I love the sort of irresistible object, immovable,
9: Mm.
1: no, the thing, the one thing that's (laughs) immovable and the other thing that's irresistible. Yes. Whatever, that thing. Uh, uh, What will be really fascinating is if, in some sort of, uh, you know, it won't be drastic probably, but it, if he does develop kind of a leak in his numbers and they continue to soften, yet he maintains the mathematical lead, th- that'll set up a sort of interesting conflict, right. uh, where if they do see that he's on the slow fade, but he's still got the numbers on his side, that becomes that becomes a real rock-in-a-hard-place moment.
9: He's very smartly playing the Clinton game right now of lowering expectations, and you you'll hear him say more and more again, I really still, I really have always been the underdog here. How it's so unlikely that I would be doing this well. And he's downplaying expectations in Pennsylvania so that he doesn't really have to win Pennsylvania. He just has to close the gap a little bit, make sure she doesn't blow him out of the water. And, and that may be possible. So he's, he's, he's playing the expectation game that she has always played. And I also have to mention, I find it fascinating that you pronounce the T and softened.
1: Uh, But you know what? As I did that, I realized it was a mistake.
9: (laughs) I thought that was fantastic.
1: No, no, no. As I I did that, this is how anal I am about these things. As I just said soften (laughs) in the back of my brain, I'm going, soften isn't the way you pronounce that. Why did you do that just now? (laughs) I think maybe... That's
9: why I took so long with my answer so that you could have that full conversation (laughs) in your head.
1: Maybe you need more coffee. We should probably end this call before you say something else, before you say library... All right. Uh, are you on tomorrow?
9: Yes, I'll be here
10: tomorrow.
1: Okay, so I will uh, talk to you tomorrow as always. Have a fantastic day. We will uh, have speaks with you soon.
4: I right, believe. All right, Lisa Desjardins, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh! I just stumbled across across the greatest thing ever.
1: Is it about Harvey Dent?
4: No, it's about us. A well, listener, you ready? Uh huh. I saw we had new tagged photos.
1: Uh huh. Oh, that's pretty great. Oh, I think I, I think that might be on my MySpace page. That a guy created. Um, that is a, the
4: coolest thing ever.
1: Yeah, he created a sort of promotional picture. I don't even know how to describe it. It's sort of a, a drawing. I, I, how would you even describe it?
4: It's a cartoon.
1: It, it is, because we've been talking about renaming the station at some point, tweaking the solid-state radio thing to say something else. And this guy did a sort of, it looks like almost like a comic book cover. Uh, sort of that kind of artwork.
4: Man, that is so funny.
1: And it's sort of cartoon drawings of of Tim, Sarah, and myself. AM 970. I think his isn't he one of the informed radio guys? Yeah. It says
4: Zirk Emerson's show, Scotty Who, AM 970, Informed Talk Radio. Yeah.
1: So it's sort of like a fabulous, free, freak brothers kind of a thing. So wow,
4: uh, that's really impressive. It's pretty
1: great. We how I mean. It,
4: and the, and with the kiss poster,
1: it staggers me sometimes the number of people guys so in much the audience. People more
4: talented than we are. That, that just have a massive,
1: and I say guys sort of uh, you know colloquially, but I mean just people in the audience who have massive amounts of visual ability. And there's um, I got an email from a guy the other day who actually does. That's uh, a long story, but uh, but he works for some sort of an animation house or some sort of a creative agency here, and there was this um. AOL had some online uh, sort of mini TV show about one sort of tracking one woman who wants to make it as a voice actor in animation. And so they're kind of following her and, you know, and it, it's a national thing. It's not a Portland thing. It's a national thing. And they're tracking some woman whose goal is to make it as a voice actor in cartoons. And, you know, and she's like, well, these are the five and they show her doing the voices in front of a mirror and how she practices and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they show her talking to an agent and then going to do an audition and then they show we're going to meet with an animator who is going to create a small cartoon around her voice, and then the animator is one of our listeners.
4: No way. Because
1: he sent me an email, and he's like, here, click click here to see the finished cartoon. He's some guy in Portland, one of our listeners, and you know. And in the meantime, he so worthless cranks sometimes. out animation. Yeah, meanwhile, I just sit here and mispronounce the word soften. <laughs> Bam. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City. CNN radio correspondent Steve Castabam. Hello, sir.
11: It's been so long since I've heard my theme music. I missed it.
1: Why is that? Have we not spoken to you for some time?
11: Oh, I've been, I've been like all over the place, and for some reason, because of the stories I've been covering and the, and the times at which I've been traveling from location to location, I haven't been able to get on the show. It
1: all kind of blurs together for me after a while. Don't take do any personal offense with that, but one day just oh. kind of bleeds inexorably into the next for me.
11: I don't even remember what I did yesterday. It's just... <laughs> Steve, so I, I, um, I don't take offense at all, so don't worry about that. No,
1: Steve, you and I, the, you and I will both appreciate this. That uh, Keith Richards at one point told this great story about how, during the seventies, I think it was like on the, uh, I don't know, on, on the on the Some Girls tour or something. He talked about how he was on tour with the Stones and he realized at one point that he'd been awake for six days, and he said that you don't really appreciate how, it, you know, when you're sleeping normally, your brain. Compartmentalizes things into today, yesterday, Monday, Sunday, Saturday. But when you're awake, it's just like one big compartment in your brain going all the way back, and everything is jumbled, and you have no idea when anything happened. So yeah, all right. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this Ashley Dupree woman. Except to say this, then Sarah and I have both been on this page for a couple of days now. As a culture, the burn rate on this girl is incredibly high. We're all going to hate her by next week.
11: And she she hasn't even appeared in public anywhere yet. Isn't that amazing? It is. And
1: all I've ever heard from her is that horrible song she recorded. And all I've seen of her uh, are the the photographs the Post ran and then whatever it is, it was in sort of the the more mainstream uh, press. Uh, But now there's this uh, business of uh, the girls gone wild thing. Boy, how that guy's life continues to get worse, too, because didn't he just get out of the hole for filming some 16-year-old girls or something?
11: Yeah, and he thought he hit the jackpot because they supposedly have something like seven hours of video of her in their archives when they went uh, searching for it. And they were originally going to offer her a million dollars. But then somebody said, hey, I wonder if she's ever been uh, in a Girls Gone Wild uh, video or on the bus. And sure enough, as they went through all the uh, all their uh, videos and the paperwork, they realized, hey, we've got a release here for this, uh, for this Daphne girl. <laughs> and they realized they had seven hours of video about it. So they, they put up the little you know, a uh, coming soon thing on their website. And, mm-hmm. and start, guys started shelling out money to join the site in anticipation of this video going up there. Huh. And within a couple of hours, we get a press release from their lawyer saying, yeah, we're going to delay the release of that video. She may have been three months shy of her 18th birthday.
1: How is it? Do they not check ID? I mean, I know that sounds dumb, but mm. wouldn't you think a Kid Rock of all people told, I saw an interview with him where he said, and I tend to believe him because the days of Jimmy Page dating a 13-year-old are long past us. So you, one does not do that anymore, even even in, in the scurrilous worlds of Girls Gone Wild or Rock and Roll. But Kid Rock talked about he had a guy on staff whose whole job was to check the ID and verify like the, the legitimacy of the ID of any girl who wanted to get on the bus. Because he's, just like, he's like, I'm not going to jail for some 17-year-old. <laughs> he's like, it's not happening. So there's a guy whose sole job is to look at the ID and make sure it's real.
11: What is he like? A former CIA agent? I, I don't know. Them? I
1: mean, I guess there's only so much you can do, but you know, it, but I, I guess they would at least want to be sort of on record as saying, like, look, she had ID'd said 18. So I can't imagine why don't these? I can't imagine how these guys wouldn't check that.
11: They, I presume then this sounds. It sounds like this to me, given their record, that you know they they take the ID at face value, whatever the girls show them. Mm-hmm. I guess they must feel, or their attorneys feel that. If the girls show them ID that shows them that they're 18 years old, and then they misrepresent themselves that that the girls gone wild, people aren't at fault. So that, that's my presumption. I
1: wonder how does that work legally? Do you, do you think? I mean, I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but I mean, how does that? If you are the the girls gone wild people, and and a girl has what appears to be legal ID and it says she's 18, that she's not. I mean, are you still on the hook for that legally? Do you suppose does, can the government still? I guess it's not a valid defense, probably. So he might, so he might be screwed all over again.
11: I don't know. I think that you know it really depends on on how it's interpreted and how it's argued. Because one of the things they said in the press release uh, from Girls Gone Wild when they said they were going to delay this video uh, was that in Florida, it is not illegal to uh, film or videotape or photograph. A female or or male for that mon- matter, under the age of eighteen, as long as it's not uh, for uh, sexually explicit. And but but in these girls gone wild videos, isn't it all like you know for for sexual arousal? You know? I,
1: I I guess the law is written really weirdly about that stuff. And <clears throat> lest anybody think that I'm just like an expert on pornographic law, the only reason I know this is because at one point we had a lawyer on. This is some years back because I. Somebody had been busted for prostitution somewhere, and somebody, it might have been me, made the passing opposite. So I asked the question, I said, well, why? I said, if you can't pay somebody to have sex with you, prostitution is illegal, how is it that porn films are not illegal? Like, if you're paying a woman to have sex, how is it somehow legal just because there's a camera in the room? And believe it or not, uh, there is actually a lot of case law about this, and I guess the distinction they make for porn films is they claim... That porn films are wait for it for artistic expression because it's being filmed and not for the purposes of sexual gratification. So that right. might be the same thing they used to get around this in Girls Gone Wild.
11: Yeah, the primary reason for it is that it's entertainment. The yes. the, the, the paying for the act of sex is not the primary reason. For exactly. That is incidental. right Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh it's a First Amendment uh, protected actually. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, so, so now she may uh, testify. Uh, against the the pimps who ran this uh, prostitution ring in exchange for immunity. So if she does testify, I'm presuming that's the first time we'll we'll see her in public. So it'll be a madhouse.
1: Uh, all right. Well, I mean the idea and the idea that she would kind of I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do, but the idea that she would sort of roll over on these guys and rat them out to get immunity does isn't going to that's not going to win her any friends uh, either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, one can either one can either be uh, Ah, never mind. I just I don't even I, I don't even care that much to start complaining about it. So, hey, how,
11: about, how about our governor though admitting uh you know now it just wasn't one one woman that he was fooling around with while while his marriage is on the rocks, but there apparently were several women. Our new governor.
2: Right? I uh,
1: well, we had this yesterday because I guess he and his wife said that they they both had. And the statement uh, that I made is because of course the only problem. Uh, at least speaking for ourselves, the only problem we had a, the only reason we had a problem with Elliot Spitzer is because, you know, he was trying to put people in jail for patronizing hookers while doing the same thing himself. So, I mean, I don't care what anybody, what anybody does in there, you know, whatever, it's not my business. I do like the idea that he went to a day's end though, which shows that he's not only, that he's not only swinging, but he's also financially responsible.
11: <laughs> yeah. And uh, it also goes to show you the uh, what, what type of hotels are available in our lovely state <laughs> capital of Albany.
1: You know what I mean? If you if you're going to be out there like uh, as Bobby Brown once said, if you're going to be out the the humping around, just uh, be frugal about it. You know what I mean? That's re- that's all. Look, here's the thing. I I, I think that the, that America is really ready uh, for someone who you know who is just really open about that. You know, someone who uh, someone who is just honest and upfront about it but says, "But look, I'm never going to spend taxpayer dollars on it, and I swear to God, I'm going to go to a Motel 6 whenever possible."
11: <laughs> you know, and and yesterday he was with Mayor Bloomberg in New York City, and and the mayor finally just said, as reporters were asking him questions, the mayor said, "Can we just move on already?" From but, this? I
1: mean, yeah, that's I mean, really, I don't care as long as you're not busy incarcerating people for whatever it is you yourself are doing. I don't care. I right. could gl- give less than 2 rips about it. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, but you got to dig the fact that he's that he's blind and yet apparently he was still able to pull women by the dozens. So that's kind yeah. of impressive.
11: Yeah, any guy out there who thinks, you know, he's going to have trouble getting a woman because he has a disability or something like that, boy, uh, this this proves you're wrong.
1: That's what I'm saying. And I guess if you're blind, it doesn't really matter if you're going to a days in, what do you care? Exactly. She might care, but I mean to him it's probably all it's just, you know, one mattress feels the same as another, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, uh, are you on tomorrow, sir? Yeah, I will be back. All right, then we will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the rest of your afternoon, my friend. Good to speak to you right. guys. All right, Steve oh. Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen, in New York City. Wonderful. Excellent. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Do uh, uh, you see this? The Madonna and Guy Ritchie remain happily married, to him. Do you have the story about Madonna? I do. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, do you have this thing about? Do you have this thing about the guy who was caught? Um, Man who put wife in drum still in love. Do you
5: no, have didn't this hear story? I not one. No, all right, uh, there's uh, several have things. I up for the toilet lady.
1: <laughs> there's all these things I pulled this morning, and I didn't. I didn't have time to sort of demarcate them out. Uh, do you have the thing about um about uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and her reaction to being called the unsexiest woman in the world? No. Okay,
4: I'll. I'll... I read that. That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, except
1: that she made like twenty three million dollars on that show. she's a, she's a billionaire. Show, so, Actually, it's you know... not
4: sad. She does look like a horse. <laughs>
1: Look how quickly you started with, that's really sad. And less than three seconds later, you know, F her. She looks, like a, she looks like a cow.
4: That's true. I can't believe I was feeling sympathy for her. She has, like, one of the greatest bodies ever. So what if, like, you know, God messed up on her face? <laughs> <laughs> and she can get that fixed. I mean, she really. Could. I mean,
1: I'm looking at it. What does it say she, she made? Um,
4: I mean, I've seen her in real life, too. I mean, she's she 's not ugly Here's she 's really pretty
1: in in just the time since that show went off the air. This is not even counting the money she made from sex in the city. her post sex in the city income has been twenty six million dollars so whatever's wrong with your face, you can have that taken care of i mean if you 're ugly and poor, then you get my sympathy because really. There's just no way out of that. I mean, really, the me- the means to solve that problem are unavailable to you.
4: And in- I still think she photographs well in person. Her face was really pretty. See, but that's the
1: thing. There's some people who really are not uh, photogenic at all,
4: like Christina. Well,
1: I wasn't going to bring that up again, but yes, that is true.
4: It- that is totally true, though. She's such a pretty girl, and looks like a trout
1: <laughs> when you photograph her. That's Christina, not Sarah Jessica her. She looks like a horse. Let's take a break. Uh, back after this, Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Later on, Aaron Duran will join us. Uh, also, Isaac, owner of Jackpot Records, will be here with his uh, top five and uh, more. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Rick Emerson radio program, 503-733-2970, 503-733-2970, ladies and gentlemen
5: at the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley, for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour, from AM 970 Solid State Radio, and now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley, that motorist from the cove who drove through the entrance of KXL and Jamming? Or jamming, as the kids call it. Has been extradited from the coove to Multnomah County. He's facing a variety of charges. Uh, so his name is Andy Chung. He was angry with an opinion expressed at one of the station's uh, radio programs. And that's why he ran the building. Here's uh, Mr. Chung's Toyota Corolla smash through the front, breaking glass and metal. Nobody was hurt. Uh, let's see. And when he was taken into custody at his Cove home, and the smash Toyota was found up front, they searched his room in the house and found nine replica guns, a box of ammo, two folding knives, an expandable baton, mace, and a sword. So he was clearly a Lars listener. Yes. He was initially taken into custody for a mental evaluation in Clark County. I don't know if that's dangerous <laughs> or, or how that is different from other counties, and I guess it was deemed normal. Well, initially we had heard uh, that this
1: was a woman uh, who was irritated at Lars, right? Yeah. And then, but now it's not. Now it was some uh, what some uh, some nutcase uh, teenager who was who was irritated. I think at, he's older than that. Irritated.
5: Oh, how old was the, was the driver? I don't have an age here, but he looks old.
1: Okay. And he was and he was uh, irritated at something the jamming guys had done. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. So it's always a good idea, by the way, when you commit a crime, leave the car at your home. Whatever whatever you do, don't get rid of it. Don't hide any evidence, and try to keep as many other illegal things just like laying on the coffee table as possible. Genius. All right, here's uh,
7: Tim Riley.
5: Not in my town. Police captured an armed robbery suspect thanks to a great grandmother who chased and wrestled him to the ground. A man with a knife enters the Camas KFC and demands money from a female clerk. After she gave him some cash, the suspect runs from the store heading east toward Washugal. The clerk called 911 went alerting the manager, ran outside and spotted the suspect taking off. Uh, she told two nearby people in cars and pointed out the suspect who was now running down H Street. The manager and the witnesses started chasing the suspect, and police arrived. One of the witnesses who was driving past the uh, restaurant when the manager ran out was 66-year-old Mary Chamberlain of Camus. The moment in her passenger, Sophie, followed the suspect. Then the Chamberlain pounced, and she and the suspect wrestled to the ground. It was the right thing to do at the time, she said. I wasn't going to let this type of thing happen in Camus, <laughs> Not in my town. Not in Camus. The suspect didn't fight back. Uh She kept telling him to give up that police were on the way. Within moments, he was. So the suspect is identified as 22-year-old Joshua Crowley of Washugo. Now, how, how long would it have been before they found him in Washugo? How many people live there? They confiscated the stolen cash and the weapon, which uh, Crowley still had when he was arrested. They also found a wig and a hat in a nearby garbage can, which I guess he was wearing. So uh, that's that. She has 12 grandchildren and two great grandkids, and she's only 66. 12? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, uh, yes. Well, police did use a little bit of pepper spray yesterday here in Portland. This on, uh, well, people causing problems protesting the Iraq war downtown. This was the fifth anniversary. 23 were arrested and charged with assaulting an officer. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, I'm sorry, one person was arrested and charged with assaulting an officer, disorderly conduct, and interfering with an officer after allegedly kicked a policeman in the knee. And for that, he got a little pepper spray. A group of about 100 demonstrators uh, headed away from the confrontation toward a plaza. And uh, police were on bicycles, horseback, and motorcycles. Then they piled onto a max-length rail train to a shopping center located next to a recruiting station. A string of police motorcycles and a van of police with riot gear followed that uh, train. Then they marched from the Lloyd Center to the recruiting center, where a diminished group of blue horns beat drums and chanted, Tear it down. End the uh, silence. Stop the violence. Uh, passing cars honked and waved. semi politely. It seems
1: like you ought to pick one slogan and stick with it. It seems like maybe your cross-purpose is there if you have multiple calls to action. Also, who kicks a cop in the knee and then is surprised when he ought to have been there when they pepper sprayed him? How satisfying would that have been?
5: And, of course, some protesters wore a bandana mask, the biggest cowards of all, as usual. <sighs> carrying black flags. Every time I see one, I just want to tear it right off their face. You should do that. I will. I'll alibi for you. I'll say that you were in the movies with mm-hmm. me. And uh, they identify themselves as anarchists. Well, I'm sure they'll get foreign society. <laughs> uh, let's see here. A smaller demonstration was held earlier uh, at the offices of Warwick and senators Ron Wyden and Gordon Smith. So uh, that's that. So that's about all that happened. Excellent. Uh, have you have any of you guys seen this? I'm trying to get this. is apparently from
1: one of the many websites now. CBS has decided not to allow us to visit. Uh, this it's it says uh, Rick. If this was any more white, it would be transparent. I haven't seen it yet, but it's apparently some. It is a pro Obama song. Apparently, I'm looking at the um, the, the, the name of the file. The, I'm assuming this is a knockoff in the Robert Palmer song "Simply Irresistible." The song appears to be titled "Simply Obamasistible." No, I can't, no. but I can't, I can't view it though, yeah, unfortunately. Why not? I don't know because it's one of the CBS. Well, you cannot view this page, so I don't know what because the CBS is sort of. Uh, you Whether know, it, it's sort of blocking you from looking at certain videos or certain video sites now, but I mean, really, the number of things that we're, that we're allowed to watch in the studio that really we ought not to be is sort of staggering. So I don't know why this one would. I'll send you the link, Sarah, and see if maybe you have better luck with it. Uh, okay. By the way, the emailer says uh, P.S. Tell Sarah she, she has the Oceanic Six wrong. It's uh, Saeed, Hurley, Son, Ben, Jack, and Kate. Aaron doesn't count. What? Well, I don't know. I'm just pat. I just. Messenger message. She's doing what I'm told.
4: Oh, uh, you're going down,
1: mister. All right, I'm going to forward this to you so you can find uh, this Simply obama zistable.
4: Wait, did he just name five people?
1: Sa- Saeed, Hurley, son, Ben, Jack, and Kate. And then he says... Ben
4: wasn't on the plane. I don't... Can't be... I'm just reading the email. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, guy. Whatever. Ben wasn't on the plane.
5: David. All right, here's David. Tim Riley. So uh, this could happen, although we don't think about it. You're, you're next to a school bus, and the bus drives by, and you get slapped in the face with the bus's mirror that's what happened to a 13-year-old child, and it happened in Southeast this morning. Her injuries are not life-threatening. The side mirror of the school bus hit the girl in the head as she was oh. crossing the street. Oh. She's a student at David Douglas School District, and she was crossing at an uncontrolled intersection. So where? Uh, at what school? Uh, See, so this happened at 122nd Avenue from Division to Mill Street. Mm. All right, so she was crossing the street. The
1: bus comes by. In a bad area. And the mirror clips her on the head. Yeah. Is she dead? No. What, what kind of condition is she in? Well, She got hit in the noggin. She was <laughs> transported to OHSU. <laughs> that issue. what it says on that little chart at the end yes, of the bed. Yes. When the doctor comes by and looks at the clipboard, it says here you've been beamed in the noggin. All right. Hey, have you seen that? Uh, speaking of videos on the net, have you seen that uh, that video of the the a-hole teenagers in the car who are. They open the car door to knock a bicyclist off. Oh yeah, that's, off yeah, we played that
4: like two years ago. Yeah, but
1: then, little... but then the guy is immediately hit by the other car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we play
4: that on the air? Okay, um, multiple times. Yeah,
1: because I was at Aaron's this last weekend, so people we were hanging out at Aaron's, and I uh, no one there had ever seen it, and I was playing them the Chuck Storm thing where he walks into a pole, and um, and so then we just started playing nothing. Then we just spent about forty minutes. This is this is my social life. A bunch of us. On Aaron's MacBook, using his Wi-Fi connection at a coffee table in his kitchen, all of us huddled around the computer for forty minutes playing videos of people being injured. That was fun. That was (laughs) that was like the bulk of our night. Uh, Have you you guys seen the one of the uh, the news reporter who's covering a sled race and the one the sled? He's at the bottom. That's on my website. Oh, it's so genius. He's at the bottom of the hill. All right. I'm at the bottom of a hill covering a sled race, as you can see, the sleds are coming towards us at a, an amazing amount of speed. BAM! Sled right into the reporter. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's gold. Yeah, that's on my webpage, RileyLive.com. All right. Anyway, uh, did you find the uh, the Obama thing? Oh, yeah. Is it awful?
4: Um, yeah, I think it's, it's people trying to do it ironically, but really? it's still hilarious. Because right. you can't tell from the. Who story. wants
7: to hear part of it? Oh, I do. It's not right.
4: the whole thing, really.
1: I remember, I remember, hating this song when it came out.
2: Born in Hawaii,
4: visible. Born in Hawaii, visible. Their lyrics.
10: Oh. I don't understand.
4: Yeah, yeah. Adding visible to end the thing.
2: When the heart is This is terrible. The king.
1: I don't think you can make things rhyme by putting <laughs> existable on the end of every sentence.
2: Yes, you can. Barack Obama is how you say his name. Great in America,
3: and message can change. He used to look good to me, but now I find him. Barack Obama is
1: the Oh, we can never play this again.
3: I can't tell if it's,
1: if it's
5: supposed to be corny or not. Wait, can't you see this being used for a margarine commercial few <laughs> years after he's elected? <laughs> totally. Elected <laughs> Senate. <laughs> 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 okay, no. We have to stop. No, no, we no. Have to this stop. is way too much. No, thank you. They've gone too far. Jesus. That's have awful. Have
1: they gone too
4: far? That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst things I've
1: ever heard. It is. Uh, uh, all right. Uh no,
4: that's
5: bad. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley. Somebody got shot in tennis board. Just now? No. Yesterday. But it all began with a game of basketball. So it begins. It turned into a shooting and standoff. Three men had arrived to play a friendly game of basketball in the suburbs. But after an argument, suspect Joseph Tedrick shot his friend Marvin Rains once in the leg. Raines hospitalized with a non-threatening injury, so detectives rushed to Troutdale to arrest this gunman. For nearly three hours, a SWAT team surrounded the Cherry Ridge Apartments in Troutdale, waiting for Tedrick to come out. He was holed up with his four-year-old daughter, Apparently lives here with his wife, child, and mother-in-law. He was eventually taken into custody, charged with attempted murder, unlawful use of a weapon, and causing trouble in a nice area of the city. <laughs> attempted murder in Tannisborn, eh, Tim? How the worm has turned,
1: Mr. Riley. Looks like somebody came in from Troutdale <laughs> to spread their vermin. <laughs> I are on the Rick I love the idea that it started as a friendly game of basketball. Yes. I told you you only had R! Uh, hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show.
12: Hey, Rick. I, I'm sorry for sending you the link to that song, but once once I listened to it, I, I figured it was something you'd appreciate as being oh, one of the this, worst things ever.
6: Oh, this,
1: you're the guy who just sent us the Obama-zistable song. Yes. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> uh, also, by the way, Sarah says you're effed about your whole lost thing.
12: Well, uh, Sarah... Um, you're assuming that Ben, and I know usually you do I Lost Talk. It? I know you're Lost Talk usually tomorrow, but you're assuming that Ben came back as Ben. I mean, he's already twisted enough. You Oops, know. Yeah,
4: that's totally true. I mean, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. Like what? Like why Saeed's all of a sudden a hired killer and everything.
12: Yeah, so I, I'm almost positive that Ben is the six because I doubt if they would count a a infant child as you know one of the oceanic
4: yeah that makes sense too because you know kate's obviously trying to pass i'm sorry so much you guys if, if kate's trying to pass off aaron as being you know her son then obviously there's probably no reference to claire because she's just like it's all about my baby
12: <laughs> and last thing sarah you know I, I mean i put in you know i'm i'm, an, I'm a 45 year old old guy I, I love your show rick but you know i put in a friend request in the myspace and the only reason i list go on myspace is so i can get information from rick it That's was February sad. 13th. I asked you to be my friend and oh. still nothing.
1: Wait, to whom are you addressing this?
12: Well, well, no, Rick, you've already... I'm on... You're on my friend's list. Yeah. So, so you're there. Rick Emerson cares. No, I'm, I, I'm David Pyro 13.
4: Okay. David Pyro 13, we are going to be friends on the MySpace. All
12: right. uh, my, my life is not complete, sir. And, Rick, yeah. I'm going to Vegas on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Don't ruin it for me.
5: Okay, I'll try not to set fire to anything. <laughs>
4: Thank you. Waltz! Right. It got pushed back. I, it's not even on there
5: anymore. It's so easy to make friends these days.
1: It really, it really whether you want them or not. <laughs> um,
5: no, do, well, I've got
1: this. Sometimes
4: you don't have time to like go through and like be like, oh, do I know them? Are they some random? Well, well, at, fam-
5: at one time people got a coat go at a coffee shop. <laughs> the and that and, and so and
1: what I'm actually referencing that is, I don't think I talked to you about this before the show, but I had this whole. Do you have this whole thing on? And I'm sorry, Tim. We'll get back to the news in just one second. No, gonna, I,
5: I want to listen to the uh, the social. Well, this is people. what the
1: young people do now. All uh, oh, those days of the ice cream socials. I guess many of the young people have moved to Facebook, but f that.
4: Oh, uh, I will never do that. Are you kidding me?
1: Nice, Sarah. I see you bought a brand new pair of stockings. Sexy. Um, so. Um, so creepy. The, and especially when you get the idea that on Facebook that it was like sending out a bulletin to your friends, you know. I like,
4: guess what Sarah just bought new shoes.
1: Seriously, you know. Alexander just bought a giant silicone fist.
4: Yeah, Even though she hasn't logged into Facebook for two weeks, we're still tracking all of her Internet usage, and she has no idea.
5: I'd love to drink champagne out of your shoes. (laughs) Seven dozen
1: condoms were just purchased. Um,
10: (laughs) Okay, okay. Not
1: by you, by the same guy that by the fist. All
10: right. Um, So,
1: um, but do you get this on MySpace where people will ask to be your friends, and then, of course, and then you can't tell if it's... Uh, friend or foe? Well, that or just like some professional friend gatherer or whatever. Yeah, like a,
4: somebody fishing.
1: But, and here's the thing. I used to do it with like... Uh, I, would, I would click on their profile and I would see if they were in Portland or Vancouver. You know, if they were in the Northwest. But you know what? But having... Now that we're podcasting and then with the stream it's only going to get worse, I can't really even use that as a barometer of whether they, they're actually a listener or not. Like I used to be able to just say, well, if they're not in Portland, they're not a listener. But now I don't know. So if it's a click on some in Tennessee, and yeah, and
4: then like you get a bunch of them at one time, and it's like okay, and then you have to take like you know two hours going through right. and seeing whether or not you're going to add like a virus or something. But
1: I don't even really know how to determine at this point.
4: I just go to mutual.
1: Eh, yeah, but what if there's just some uh, I don't know what what if it what if they've just started the MySpace? What if they just uh like I don't want to deny somebody who's actually a listener, but I have no way to determine now if they're in another state. I have no way to determine whether or not they are. I guess I could just message them. I guess to send them a thing saying, like, hey, are you actually a listener or some some spam weirdo or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just I can no longer use region as a determining factor in deciding whether or not to add them uh, as a friend. It's all very difficult. All right. Aren't you glad you don't do these things, Tim? I am. I I don't like that MySpace stuff. Busy pulling down your steel shutters to avoid being shot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to reference that once an hour for the rest of the day. That was far from me. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Tim Roski. Well, deputies, really it was...
5: Excuse me, I don't know what just happened to me. <laughs> That's a little instant karma for mocking me. I know it was. I should soften my approach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zing.
1: Touché, Tim Riley. Well played.
5: Uh, deputies are investigating a truck hit by a shotgun blast on Highway 30. Uh, Tony was uh, heading to work from uh, St. Helens to Tualatin when he heard a blast in the area of Wildwood Golf Course on Gallagher Road about 6.30 in the morning. He thought it was just another tire blow-off, uh, blow but didn't notice damage to his pickup truck when he got to work. It appeared a shotgun had peppered the truck. Nobody else was hurt. So I don't... Well, everybody's crying about this. It didn't take long for tickets to Portland's uh, Barack Obama rally to run out. Now, they gave away more than 10,000 tickets online to the event of Memorial Coliseum tomorrow. And those who still want to attend can sign up for a waiting list like you'll ever get in. Uh, and apparently the Coliseum has 12,000 seats, and because people will pay anything, apparently these tickets are being scammed online at Craigslist.
1: I'm going there right now. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go to Craigslist right now and see how much they're going. My, <coughs> my
5: wife is uh, going to be upset about that because she was... Uh... Wait, she can go to Eugene where no tickets are necessary. Well, I don't think... Oh, is it so Eugene you know, is just first come, first serve? I guess so. They're at, at MacArthur Court, right. wherever that is.
1: Well, she has a bunch of stinking hippie friends anyway. So. You can also
5: uh, stop at a Saturday market in Medford. Portland dot... Uh, what do I do? Portland Craigslist dot something or other? All right. Just go to Craigslist dot com and hit Portland. All right. Uh, tickets or something or other.
1: All right. Let's see here. All right. Uh, so where would I even... Uh, tickets? Where do I even look? Is it for sale? Services?
5: Where are tickets, tickets? here?
1: I don't really know the answer. Let's see tickets. Look, let
5: me look. I've got. You never been to Craigslist before?
1: No, I don't. I've never bought tickets on Craigslist. Oh, I, I don't think. I don't think I've ever looked for these. Right, well, let me look here. Let's see. Let's to all find. look together. Everybody go to Craigslist. <laughs> Everybody now spend a long time looking at text on a page.
5: Uh, okay. For sale. For sale. Events. Tickets. Go to tickets. I'm mean, for sale. So I don't. It, I don't oh, uh, call oh, it's oh, it's spelled tickets. Tickets to the Wiggles. 120 dollars. Really? Oh. You know, Can I just? T- oh, I shouldn't say it. Um.
1: <laughs> there's, there's somebody we know. Um yeah. well, well, no. There's. Uh, well, first of all, I think Dennis might have to go to that because he's got the because uh, he's reproduced and all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, I think Moving, uh, which one of our sister stations here, is doing a Wiggles event, and I think I walked by Bridget. Uh, I think Bridget had to design some sort of logo for it, so I walked by her de- her desk the other day, and she's sitting there. Designing some big thing that's like, you know, the wiggles with like a big happy font. Mm-hmm. And I walked by later and I'm pretty sure I caught her actually sort of bent down and sort of hitting the forehead, like hitting her forehead
5: against the desk. Uh, let's see. Obama. There's a whole bunch of them on there.
4: When people with dead eyes aren't peering over her shoulder.
1: Yes. Um, let's see. Uh,. There's a, we'll donate to Obama campaign for tickets, $100. You
4: need one
5: Obama ticket, a dollar. Like, that's going to happen.
1: I guess, now, is it, why are they all, why do all of the tickets on Craigslist say a dollar? Are I don't you... I
5: know. Maybe it's an auction.
1: Is that because, is it to... Uh,
4: well, it gets you to click on the link, I yeah. I
1: believe. Maybe, and is that, is
5: it to, like, not... Or, this or, one says, any, any fair offer will be considered.
1: Maybe, uh, is the dollar,
5: like, when you post
1: that you have tickets for sale, does it ask you to put in Probably. the dollar amount before you even submit the ad. I would imagine. And maybe people put a dollar just to put something in, and then they figure they'll chisel however much money they can out of, out of people. That sounds so. American to me. I wonder, it really is. I wonder what percentage of these tickets people got simply for the sole purpose of then reselling them on Craigslist. Uh-huh. I mean, which I would gladly do. I would, If I had Obama tickets, I would be absolutely selling them. So, all right. Well, there you go. So, well, now we, now we have to find somebody who's going to go uh, tomorrow so they can come and give us the it's whole the morning, uh, the recap of it. I think the line starts at 7 a.m. or something yeah. like that. So, All right. Uh, let's see here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
10: Hello, everybody. It's Penelope. Hi. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm all Dandy. Right, you. Excellent. Hey, you know, your um, top five last week, I think it was last week, with the shows, the theme song for uh-huh. the shows, Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You're saying,
1: of, you're saying mine now. You're saying my I'm top five saying, of the TV theme songs was genius.
10: I'm saying collectively, you all hit every single show right on the mark. I mean, you all caught what somebody else missed. But it me, was just
1: but me more so than most, right? More absolutely. than the others.
2: Thank you.
10: Rick, wow. So, Sarah, Tim, and Chris, who had an exceptional top five as well. Thank you. I would like to... Thank you for being my friend. Down the road and back again. Uh, uh, Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. Go Come on.
1: ahead. No, I'll be over I here. Let's see if you be a, you let, it'd be a, great a promo.
10: Party, Invited everyone you knew. You would see the biggest gift would be for me. And the card attached would say. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you guys, Thank Peace you out. Bye.
13: <laughs> okay, there you go. That was
2: fantastic.
1: We really do get an audience that is sort of different than that of other radio stations. They're they're really. So I
4: like that I work in a job where people feel comfortable enough to where call me. People call up and, and sing, and sing the golden
1: the golden girls theme to you, uh, originally performed by Tim Riley.
5: I can't remember. Andrew Gold. Oh, Andrew Gold. Yeah. All right. Here's it says a, yeah. to all of you trying to gain from Obama tickets, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> shame on yeah. you! If you don't even plan on going, you decided you don't want to go, and you're n- now you're trying to profit. Shame on you! Do the right thing. Give the tickets to someone generally interested in participating. You should email that person back and tell them they can uh, they can move to uh, communist Russia if they
1: don't like the way things operate here. If they're opposed to the free market system, I'm sure there are many uh,
5: socialist countries that would be glad to have them. Move to Havana and eat peeling paint off walls. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, do exactly that. Wonderful. Here's Tim Riley. (laughs) This is the most interesting story. So they have 4,703 new Mazdas, and they can't sell them. So they're all going to be junked in Portland. They have uh, gleaming white paint jobs and uh, they're about to be smashed flat like a pancake in a Portland metal recycling yard. These cars all took on water, as the ship that was supposed to deliver them listed 60 degrees to port, but was not submerged. They thought they could salvage them, but after the engineers looked at them, Mazda decided it couldn't be sure what might happen down the road if the cars were on their sides and exposed to salty air for a month. So, after the ship was towed to port, and while the insurance paperwork was processed, the car sat in a Portland uh, port lot. And the new cars are now going straight to scraps. So over the next two months, they'll be drained of their fluids, tires, and smashed like pancakes. They're stacked six-high. They're going to be fed to a vehicle gobbling machine used to a diet of worn-out appliances and high-mileage vehicles. These come from Schnitzer Steel Northeast Industrial Site. They use 26 hammers, each weighing 1,000 pounds, to pulverize cars into fist-sized pieces. And they can eat up to 200 cars an hour. Then a magnetic sorter separates the material. The rest are called shredder stuff, and they're sold as a daily cover for landfills.
1: Okay, here's what somebody like uh, the Discovery Channel or you know like one of those shows, or Smash Lab, which kind of sucks, but I mean they could do this. They they ought to do a thing where they take a camera mm-hmm. and they have a camera that is sending like like a wireless feed, and they ought to put a camera inside something. That is then going to be put into one of those smashing machines. Wouldn't you like to see that? Yes. That could be a whole show actually, where they take cameras and they send cameras into things that destroy stuff, uh, like a shredder, some sort of stamping machine, a pulverizer, rock crusher. Uh, you could, uh, you know, you toss it into one of those um, those forges that melts metal. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great show where you just—it's like having Donna Mike did one of the best bits ever some years back. God, this might have been ten years ago. Jesus, I'm old. Uh, where they were giving you, like, it was like 500 bucks or something, but the deal was you had to destroy your cell phone while you were on the air with them, and you had to do it in a really interesting way. So, like, a guy called up, and he had, he, the deal was he put, he put um, a cell phone, he secured it in a vice on his workbench, and then he took a chainsaw to it. There was another guy who actually power sanded his phone, and the deal is you had to keep doing it until the phone was completely decimated. So that would be a great show where they just fed cameras into sort of mulching apparatus.
5: But 4,000 new Mazdas, imagine that. Yeah. And they thought 4,703 people would buy them. (laughs) I don't know one person
1: who drives a Mazda. (laughs) He's going to be buried right next to those ET cartridges. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
14: Hey, Rick, how's it going? Were you just singing to yourself... No, no, no. I've got, I've got a machine on here. Oh, Would you right.
5: sing the theme from Golden Girls, please? Yes,
1: please. That. We,
14: should, to... uh, we
1: should demand that everybody who call up today open. I'm going to do this. <gasps> everybody who calls for the rest of the day has to open with two lines from a television series. Mm. You uh, people on hold now will be grandfathered in and exempted.
15: Okay, cool.
1: Okay, what was your observation?
15: Uh, well, Penelope needs to own that song, and it'll work a lot better. But, um, oh, AM,
16: a uh, new slogan. Uh, AM nine seventy. Hey, we're talking to you.
1: Okay, then. Would you like to close this out with a TV theme song?
15: Ah, uh, Flintstones. the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> he seemed so lackluster about it. He didn't really seem to be feeling. For all his criticism of Penelope, she was feeling it, sir. She had she internalized that song. Uh, hello, hi. You're on the Rick
5: Emerson show. Is it me? Yes, it is, sir. Hello.
16: Hi, uh, I actually have two things. Um, the first one is a suggestion for the uh, radio station name? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, AM 970, The Rooster, talk a doodle doo.
2: <laughs> okay, Sarah laughed at that.
16: Uh, and the other one, uh, who owns the rights to Morton Downey Jr. show and why haven't they released it yet? Hey, that's, a, that's a
1: really good question. Why hasn't the Morton Downey Jr. show come out on DVD? Tim?
16: That's a good question.
1: That seems like a thing that would sell at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and here's, okay, And what is your name, sir? Roger. Roger, This is a. that's a great idea you had, and here's how you sell the Morton Downey Jr. show. You sell it, you don't try to market it as being sort of contemporary or relevant or because it probably seems very dated at this point. If you were to watch the Morton Downey Jr. show, I would imagine, pardon me, I would imagine it seems... Uh, very much uh, a product of its time. It, it probably looks sort of slow and maybe a little corny, and that set would cost like $5. Um, <coughs> but you sell it as a history of television series. You could take a whole bunch of those things, and you sort of package them as influential sort of stepping stones on you know the, tele- the, the, the television ladder, he says, mixing his metaphors. But you know what I mean. That's yeah. how you do it. You market it as an influential uh, television show. That's a great idea. Somebody ought to do that right now. Well done, sir.
16: Thank you. And uh, F. Matt with the Plastic Army Man. All right. Thank you.
7: Uh,
5: (laughs) All right. Here's Tim Riley. So I'm trying to figure out who his survivors are. So he was married at the time. Uh, Let's see. Did you catch in that that,
1: uh, Raised on Radio book he gave me that they they talked a little bit about Morton Downey Sr. Mm -hmm. Uh,
5: Yeah, he was a crooner during the uh, 30s. He was an opera singer.
1: Yeah, Morton Downey Jr. What a weird looking guy! He had that huge waddle with, it. it had like a big wart on it.
5: Yikes! He had yeah. four wives. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. So that's probably what's keeping this uh, DVD collection Girl. from being put together. Yeah. all in a room,
1: each of them is grabbed into a corner, and they're just mm-hmm. tugging on it in a room somewhere. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
17: Yes. Hello. Uh, well, I had.
1: Now wait a minute. Is this guy? Is this a caller we have taken since we instituted the two lines of a TV theme song rule?
17: Yes, I was on hold when you said that. Are you lying? No, I'm not lying, but if you'd like I can give a more uh more uh, soul-bearing rendition of the Flintstones theme song.
1: Hold on. It's hold a, on a second. Let me we'll we'll, we'll figure this out. Hold on, let me uh It's a bad idea. Hold on. Let's uh, Let me do this. We'll roll the dice of destiny. No, no, we'll skip it.
17: Excellent. Thank okay. you. Okay. What do you got? Uh so first of all, Don and Mike recently they did a, a thing where they had people throw cell phones as far as possible. And the other per- and then they'd have somebody try to catch it. That,
1: that's pretty great.
17: <laughs> yeah. Um the fun thing was when they were attempting to prove the folks had, you know, just sort of held it up in the air. Yeah,
16: I'm tossing it okay,
17: got it. Yeah. Alright, that sounded better in my head.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else, sir?
17: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh sort of against <laughs> the uh Lars Free Radio. Uh huh. Uh AM nine seventy. Rhetoric-free talk radio.
5: Uh, Maybe. Maybe. All right.
17: Thank you. Yes? uh, Please tell me you have
1: five more things to share.
17: uh, Only four. Broadcast on the uh, EIB network. Eloquence in broadcasting.
1: All right.
5: Thank you.
17: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: I should have just had him like sing the theme song and then be you and
5: kind of cut <laughs> well, it kind of right there. At least they're all thoughts.
1: <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> As opposed to no thoughts. You know what Donna Mike really are? Donna Mike are better at contesting than any show I have ever heard. They really do uh, some of the best contest. The best um, Donna Mike contest I've ever. Well, they did the Don't Call Me Ass. Do you remember we have that promo? Was it here or was it at Max that we had the Don't Call Me Ass promo? I, running? Know, I think right it was here. Oh no, it was great. The Don't Call Me Ass contest that Donna might do is wonderful. The way it is, is they have you go up to a fast food drive-thru. And you start placing your order at the fast food drive-thru, but you have to end every sentence with ass. And the deal is, if you can get the guy taking your order to say, don't call me ass, they give you like $200. Oh,
4: yes. I remember that
1: well. I need a quarter pounder with cheese, ass, and I need to... some french fries, large, ass, and the deal, you have to get the guy to say, don't call me ass, and the, which is a variation on their honk for cash. And honk for cash is where you would pull up to a red light, uh, and you would roll down your window and hold your cell phone, and then the light uh, would turn green, and you would have to sit there until people began honking at you. And I think it was like if you got 10 honks uh, before the light turned red again, that they would give you $200. Oh, gee. It was great. No, they're the, the best contesters I've ever heard in my life. I, and I am the worst contester in the history
5: of radio. So that is sort of a, uh, we are polar opposites there. Here's Tim Riley. Well, a man whose girlfriend uh, spent two years in the bathroom in their house, sitting on the toilet, so long the seat adhered to her body, <sighs> has been charged with mistreatment of a dependent adult. Corey McFerrin, uh, 37, has been charged in this county district court. Uh, this is in Kansas. McFerrin told authorities that uh, Pam Babcock was uh, stuck to the toilet, and they think she uh, sat there for about uh, a month. Now, wait a minute. First, they I said thought two, it years. Was two years. Yeah, which they think she sat there on the mount for a month. So, the story has changed all of a sudden. So, what is it that she was maybe in the bathroom for two years, she but made... only on the toilet now, for a month? Yeah. So, uh, Babcock feared leaving the bathroom and may not have left it in two years, although it was unsure of how long she was in there. They say he took her food and water daily, and he repeatedly asked her to come out, but she usually replied, maybe tomorrow. Uh, the only thing I'm guilty of is I didn't get her help sooner, said he. He uh, uh, said uh, the corpia blinked the statutes and spoke to the DA's office. This is a very unusual set of circumstances, and this is the law that most clearly applies to the position. Authorities said Babcock sat on the toilet so long that open-source development uh. become attached to the seat. <laughs> uh. So, and uh, that... Okay, so Sheriff Whipple... <laughs> Sheriff Whipple... <laughs> I a, forgot about a... that. ...uses a pry bar to remove the seat from the toilet. <laughs> and Don't squeeze and the sword! And the woman was taken to the hospital with the seat still attached to her <laughs> posterior. <laughs> right across where, Tim? Her posterior.
7: Oh, fantastic.
5: Doctors <laughs> at a Wichita hospital where Babcock was taken uh, told McFarlane that... An infection in her legs had damaged her nerves, and uh, apparently she is now in the wheelchair. She's still in the hospital. So
1: I had, so we had speculated about, especially if she'd only been on the toilet for a month, mm-hmm. exactly how it is that she became uh, attached to the toilet. And, and now
4: we know. Let's move forward. No, no, no,
1: because it was so. It was the sores that were bonding her to the oh, toilet.
4: Oh, sweet yes. lord!
1: And the toilet, where had the toilet become uh, become attached, uh, Sarah? Right across his posterior. Oh, hers. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of sores, by the way, I got a great email about that. Uh, not about her, about somebody else's sores. Uh, See so if I can get this to. Uh, See so if I can get this to open. Uh, this is a. Um, this is a great uh, uh, email about. Well, it's about that hideous photo of Amy Winehouse that's going around. Where, because the, the story has, at least from my vantage point, is going to. There's been three different versions. There was the she had the the weird blotchy skin disease mm-hmm. in. In 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 whatever that disease is, and then we heard that it wasn't that. Then we heard that it was just. I think I heard this on Court and Fat Boy. They said it was just because she was putting out cigarettes on her face, which which, I, which is reasonable. which is reasonable and fantastic, by the way. After she sat on <laughs> um, I, um
5: and then I but guess she didn't, it's go- an, she didn't have an ashtray and she was trying to be considerate to others.
1: It's gone. Then it's, I guess it's gone back to the skin disease. Um, so this guy says. Uh, Hey, you touched on it yesterday, uh, but seriously, have you seen Amy Winehouse's face, WTF? I did love this one comment in the story, quote, Amy Winehouse should not be coming into close contact with other people while she has many, many open source. Words to live by, kids. That's advice we can all use. The more you know. All right, shall we take a break? Yeah. Sure. Tim, have you more news when we get back? Oh, I do. I have stacks of it here. Wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. we we'll come back. Uh, Tim Riley later on. Aaron Duran will do the uh, top five and uh, more. Stay there. It's the Rick. Oh, I've got a great firing story when we get back. Oh. All right. Did I say firing? I meant happy story. Uh, back after this. Stay
2: there. I mean,
1: it's sneezing. It's not just for the studio anymore. I've been I was sneezing all it night. last night. Sitting at my desk this morning, I was sneezing all morning. Uh, have you seen this picture of a uh, on the cover of People magazine of uh, what's her name J Lo and her, her her twins? No, no. I don't really care about Jennifer Lopez, but you got to go check this out. It's at people dot com. She's holding her two twins. The one on the left. Somebody pointed this out, and it's okay. I'm not even going to tell you. Go to people dot com. Okay. Uh, tell me when you've got the cover of the magazine up. Look at the left twin. Tell me who that looks like.
4: Okay, people. Do I have to click on the people exclusive. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess it. World exclusive. See Jennifer. See Jennifer Lopez's twins. <laughs> uh, but it's a picture of her holding the two kids. Okay. The one on the left. Who does that look like? Aaron. Elijah Wood. Or Aaron. Tell me how much that looks exactly like Elijah Wood.
4: Elijah Wood.
1: The guy, guy emailed me, he's like, tell me this doesn't look like Elijah Wood. It looks exactly like Elijah Wood. I don't know. Jennifer Lopez, uh, the twin on the left, looks exactly like Elijah Wood to me. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's uncanny. I can absolutely see that. So, everybody just take that rumor and, you know, just
5: take that little that nugget and do what you like with it. Here's Tim Riley. Am I, may I say, what Sarah Dillon was discussing a few minutes ago was my favorite Christmas gift ever, the battery-operated portable turntable.
4: Oh, I've always wanted one of those. I it was my, my plug-in favorite
5: room. Christmas gift ever. Now, is the it a 45s in the tent in the summertime? Now, is this from your youth or recently? Yes, my youth. Now, is that the kind did it have the sort of, uh, the case that you would put on it? It had a cover. And a handle. Mm-hmm. And on the side, it was small. It, it was the size of a laptop. And it had an from radio. And I used to listen to Casey Kasem.
4: That's yep. the one that it is now. Is it, it, Pull it, me $130 to make your dreams come true again, Tim wow. Riley.
5: I used to be able to play my 45s and listen to Casey Kasem on the radio. Yeah, see, I, right. after keep the keep Harry and please. God Squad, <laughs> I,
1: I had a friend of mine, really? Yes. I had a friend of mine who had who had one of those uh, that uh, she would lug around, and all she, all she listened to, I think, was a, she just listened to a terrible selection of, like, kids' records. I remember being about 10 or 11, and she would just listen to a bunch of, uh, it's like Sesame Street records and stuff, and even then I was sort of speculating that there must be something better to listen to on this device. But those are pretty cool, and they don't really make them that way anymore. They don't make the ones that are sort of luggable, because there's, there's really only two things now with the turntable. There is, uh, there's there's the sort of ones kind of like that that are sort of techy. Like, you know, Aaron and Jen have a variation on that. It's a USB turntable, mm-hmm. and the deal is uh, it runs off your USB power and also, it uses the USB port to send the audio right to your computer. Oh, that's good. So, if you want to, um, <clears throat> so if you have vinyl you want to back up as digital, like if, they don't, if it's not out on a uh, CD or, or whatever, MP3, mm-hmm. you just um, plug it into your USB, you put the vinyl and drop the needle, and it records it right into your computer, which is oh, pretty that fantastic. That's so cool. So, there's that, or there's the ones that they sell for like club DJs, uh, you know, and guys who make beats and stuff where it's like $10,000. There really is no middle ground anymore. Uh, the one I have at home is the one I, uh, I won't say I stole it because they were getting ready to throw it away, but it's the one from KOTK next door uh, that they were just getting ready to take literally to a landfill, to a goddamn landfill. So I took that, I took it home, it now belongs to me. I have it. Well, I
5: think Mike Everhart put it in, and
1: nobody ever used it. No, it was nobody even knew it was there. It was in a production room. Yeah, it was underneath something. And you had to lift up a section of the countertop on these big hinges. You'd, and you lift it up, and there was the turntable. Mm-hmm. And nobody even knew. I think they've got one at KUPL as well. It's in the control room where the morning show, they do they do their, their thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you'd have to, it's just like a, there's like a CD rack. And then like some some stuff and then like some logs and some whatever. And you have to move it all and then open up the counter and then, and then it might not even work. And I don't mean, know it's hooked up to anything anymore. But you wonder how many radio stations around the country have either turntables or reel-to-reel machines that are hidden way in the back underneath something else whose existence has completely been forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm just saying. And every time they remodel a radio station, that stuff just gets thrown away. I remember when... It was the night before they destroyed the studio next door. It was Mm -hmm. because they, because remember they moved J.J. out of there. Like, way before they moved us. Yeah. Like, we were the last ones in mm-hmm. that building. It was like Lord of the Flies or something. We were the only ones in the building. No salespeople
4: or anything. It was just a... Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the treasured years of my life. All the salespeople were gone. And
4: we really were there for like a year. <laughs> we had an entire ourselves.
5: floor to ourselves, and somebody was paying the rent for that.
4: And, and, and we'd start fires in the parking lot and oh, everything. Yeah. I still have that.
5: I still have that on tape. Really?
1: Was that Rob juggling Flaming fire in the yeah. parking mm-hmm. lot? Flaming batons.
4: <laughs> we should someday
1: do the top five the top five things we've done on this program that we would never be allowed to do now. Yeah. Oh, we could do that right now, probably. Um, I have a little briefcase full of old tapes we haven't watched in years. <sighs> Jesus. Drinking
4: Just... contests? Remember when we, we used to mix drinks on the air?
1: Yeah, I'm glad those days are over. Yeah. We oh, yeah, we that did that for many, many. <laughs> <laughs> as, as I look over at the fridge, which even now is filled with alcohol... That I can't give away. I've been trying to give away that bottle of Jägermeister, and it, nobody it wants it.
4: I can't get it open
1: because the threads are stripped on it. Yeah, and so I, I think I tried to give it to James. Top of it. And James was like, oh, "I don't know, this Jäger seems like a lot of work." Uh, but uh, we, so we were in this building next door, the, the 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 building that is now the Comcast building. I think Comcast owns almost the whole thing now. Um, and I still don't know why. Well, whatever. I I, it, I guess at one point CBS had sort of pondered buying. That floor where we were at, which would have been interesting, because then we would have been all in one building, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they bought, they bought, Entercom uh, bought KWKJ and k and they maybe they moved JJ down to that building by the water, and then they left us alone. And th- so, literally, you would just be wandering the halls. I mean, we were the last people on that floor, mm-hmm. so. The KOTK employees, basically us and a few other like board ops and stuff, we had the entire floor to ourselves. I remember at one point I just went in and made Ron, Ron Carter, who had been the general manager, sort of the boss of bosses, I just made his office my own. Yeah. I, we used to go in there and put up our feet on his desk. Oh, yeah, and yeah. just stare out the window and pretend that I was firing people. It was wonderful. That was a glorious time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, uh, but yeah. I remember. And then
4: we moved to Max. <laughs> and, then, and
1: then we went to Intercom and life became hell. Life became one living, breathing punishment. Um, but I remember the night that they were getting ready to demolish the studio next door and I sort of stopped by just, you know, it was kind of a sentimental thing. I wanted to see the studio before they tore it apart because it was a beautiful studio. One of the nicest places we've worked. Yeah. And, uh, so I wanted to come by and see it kind of before they, before they dismantled the whole thing and whatever I was walking through. And I mean, it was just, it was like walking through a war zone. I mean, holes in the wall, carpet torn up. You expected to see a series of small
5: fires burning in the corner. Uh, Well, Intercom, uh, when they bought it, they didn't bring any of the good stuff over. They they gave us little chintzy replacements and bores and things. They made three piles. This
1: is what they did. Everything, when when they tore apart the studio next door, Uh, I felt so bad uh, for Mike Everhart, who was our engineer at that time, uh, because they made three piles, and they would put colored stickers on everything to denote which pile. Pile number one went to the Intercom building. Uh, presumably to be used by a different radio station. Uh, it, pile number two went into intercom storage. Again, not be not being offered to us. We weren't allowed to use any of those things. Pile number three went to the dump. Uh, and pile number three, I think it was like red stickers denoted that it was going to the dump. And I remember going by and there was not even stacked, not even on like a cart or on like a rack of anything, just a pile, literally just a big pile. Like they had taken it and thrown it into the hallway, a pile of amplifiers, speakers, cables, uh, CD players, phones, just stuff that was going to be done, like literally taken and dumped in a hole somewhere. And sitting on top was that Techniques turntable uh, from the production room. It had a big red sticker on it. And I asked Everhard, I said, I said, what's going to happen to this? He goes, that's oh, going to the dump. And I said, Oh, do you mean like storage? He goes, No, 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 like a landfill. And I said, Oh. That's great. Note to self. And I went home. And I went home. And I I I don't know if I had the car and the bike or something. But I went home and I got my truck. And I literally backed the truck up to the building. And uh, (laughs) several of those speakers, and the turntable, and the amplifier. The amplifier from Bruce Agler's office, by the way. Oh. Which they were getting ready to throw away. The amplifier through which he played hundreds of air checks. then followed by demeaning my ability to do radio. <laughs> that, that stuff's all my house. And you guys can never
4: understand why I didn't want to stay two hours after the show to be... be i like to sit like and listen. To Analyze everything. So
1: 500 ways in which today's show was awful. He did it with love, but still.
5: He still does. All right,
1: here's Tim Riley.
5: Okay, this just came in from New York. A city building inspector has been arrested following this past weekend's deadly crane collapse that killed seven people. City officials said Edward Marquette is facing falsifying a business record in which he allegedly lied about conducting an inspection about that crane that that fell and killed all those people. We
4: got certain information that prompted us to want to examine the inspection that he supposedly made. We've been working on this investigation since Saturday into Sunday, Monday, culminating last evening with his arrest.
1: That crane thing, how surreal is that, though? Yeah, did you see the picture? Yeah, that crane just crashed into a building. It, it looks like something you see on a studio
5: lot for disaster. Oh, place. did you? You never saw that photo? No, no. Oh, it's,
1: it's unreal. It was a crane in Manhattan. What did it tip over or it collapsed? It collapsed. It was a huge, you know, one of those big, big-ass construction it's cranes. It's like a, a big cleaver and going right through a building. And the crane, and you've seen these all over Portland, where it's just a huge, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a crane. One of those cranes is like five million feet in the air. It collapsed and just crashed into a building.
4: Oh, my God.
1: It's unbelievably weird.
2: Mm
1: So that's just just one of those things that you think about, like you think about, what if it tipped over? What if it fell? But you somehow don't really expect it to ever happen. Mm -hmm. It had all kinds of unnerving.
5: Then we have two female middle school teachers arrested on charges. They got into a fight with each other in front of the kids. Eighth grade teachers, Tawana Horton. And Cabrella Pickney bumped into each other during a hallway class change at St. Andrew's Middle School and began fighting. This happened in Columbia, South Carolina. The two teachers told an officer they had an ongoing personal dispute. The teachers are charged with disturbing the school and had been placed on administrative leave. This occurred with students on the scene, and they witnessed what happened. Teachers are looked upon as role models. <laughs> this doesn't set a good example. Uh, possible punishments range from a letter of reprimand to firing. The two women have not returned to school since the incident occurred. Uh, Horton taught at the school for one year, then Pickney taught there for three years. Well, it's an all-time low. Tickets to Ava Levine's tour are selling so poorly, you can now buy a ticket to her West Palm Beach, Florida show for $9. <laughs>
1: oh, that makes me so happy. In your face.
5: $9. <laughs> and that's less than the price of a movie. That's wonderful. Excellent. And this is for reserved seating. Uh, of course. That's the golden circle. Reserved seating, $9. And that includes a service charge.
1: That's the convenience fee as well. What kind of, what is the venue? Ava Levine. But I mean, what is the, What? where is
5: she playing? What is the, uh she is playing at, uh, let's see, what theater is this? This is the Cruise and Amphitheater in West Palm Beach, Florida, Sunday, April 20th at 7 p.m. Well, I, that's this
1: weekend. I wonder what kind of capacity that place holds. And I wonder later. if that's a... Uh, with The band's appeal is becoming more selective.
5: It doesn't say how many... That's
1: people. so gratifying. I love it when people that I don't like fail.
4: And she's such a horrible little person. I thought you were just
1: going to say she's such a whore, and I was going
4: to agree with that, too, but mm-hmm. also horrible. And a uh, whore. Yeah, that's...
1: <laughs> That's really wonderful. Good for she's her. Just
4: the things that come out of her mouth.
1: And do you know anybody at this point that is an Avril Levine fan? Really? No. She's another one of those. Even if she was good, which she's really not. She'll I mean, bad. no. And I, and I and I'll admit that I was I was sort of a that fan of that first song. record of hers. Uh, the uh, that is I mean and uh, you know there's kind of the singles off her first album were good. But even if she continued to make really like stellar music and even if she wasn't obviously just a C, which she is, mm-hmm. e- you do have to ask yourself. Who the market for her music is? She's just in that weird in-between phase where, like, a serious rock crowd will never accept her. Like, they'll never accept her as a genuine artist. Uh, and then, you know, the crowd that was into her—they've kind of moved on to, I don't know, the Jonas Brothers or whatever it is they're, whatever it is they're listening to, whatever it is that the young set listens to now. So.
4: Yeah, I saw. Um, I was flipping channels yesterday, and I saw Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen Miley Cyrus speak before.
1: I'm Miley Cyrus. That
4: was bizarre. She, she sounds she... like Lauren Bacall. Yeah, yeah she she's 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's That girl has some trouble coming oh, for her Her and her dad both. Yeah, have fun with that. All
1: right. Oh. Here's uh keep her away from Joe Francis. Here's Tim Riley. Okay, Catholics, do you know what today is? Today is Good Friday. No, no, no. I, why Friday. do I keep thinking today's Friday? Holy
4: Thursday. Because Aaron's her coming is. in today. <gasps> yes. You're, you're bluffing. You're you're bluffing. You just put
1: a holy in front of it. You no. Didn't I, I remember what...
4: hearing something on like Thursday. Thursday. I I remember holy being attached to Thursday.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think, but isn't it? I must have been Holy Thursday. Watch it last and drinking one. Okay. Is that wrong?
1: Sacramental wine.
4: No. It's sacramental wine. Jesus I'm going to be
1: drunk on the blood of Jesus tonight. Oh, that sounds really horrible. That sounds like a. I feel bad almost for saying that. I almost feel I almost feel guilty for making that joke. What are you drunk on? The blood of Christ. Wow. wow. Oh, that makes me that. It I, is
4: really weird. I like I feel
1: kind of bad. Those are
4: cannibals. It's like you eat the body of Christ it just in seems, this little wafer form. It seems
1: so blasphemous, even for me. Uh, now, is, now, what is okay? Then tomorrow is Good Friday. Good Friday. Why do they say it's Good Friday? I don't mean to be like, why do you drive in a parkway and park in a driveway? But really, honestly, why is it Good Friday? It's always been called that. Do you suppose, do you suppose Jesus felt it was a Good Friday? Yeah. How's your Friday? Pretty good. Ah! Why Sorry, is,
2: it's good it's
1: <laughs> is it Holy it's, it's Thursday? It's good because, well, at least it's TGIF. T-G-I-G-F. Um, well, it is the weekend. Can't knock that. pound, pound. Pound. Um, so
4: <laughs> what is Holy Thursday, Tim Riley? I, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm a up. very bad Catholic person.
1: I'm hung up on the, on the good Friday thing. you not even, holy. why not Holy Thursday? Why are it's you the worst that? Friday ever. It's a bad Friday. There's never been a worse Friday than that. I mean, what are you going to do today? Well, I'm going to, uh, I don't know. am probably going to go home, have a cold one, be killed by the Romans. I don't know. Maybe sleep for a couple of days. I'm no, look, but I'm he rises on
4: Easter, right? And that's three days later. Yes,
1: he does. So that's
4: Sunday, Saturday, Friday. But that's not even accurate. It's not even so three days die? later.
1: It's two and a half days later. So is
4: he dead today? or did...
1: No, that's tomorrow.
4: He dies on Good Friday?
1: See, but th- doesn't it sound weird that Jesus... What's good? What's good about it? Well, it's the day Jesus died. I
5: guess it's good if you're a Roman. I mean, but, you know... Well, you only have a couple more days to go before Lent is
1: over. I suppose. Well, that's true. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's Good Friday because you're almost able to drink again. On oh, just two days, I can watch porn again.
4: You know what you should not do is Google crane collapse.
1: <laughs> Life lessons from Sarah. The more you know.
4: <laughs> I can't stop looking at them. Here's what you're And then I'm thinking about cranes all around, like where I live. Don't Google bloody eye.
1: <laughs> okay, right now, I want three calls uh, that start with the phrase. This is our mini High Concept Thursday. Right now, I want three calls that start with, here's something you shouldn't Google. All right? Don't ever Google. That's what the next three calls need to begin with. Don't ever Google dot, dot, dot. Now, I want... this
5: day commemorates the Last Supper. With the Twelve Apostles.
1: Have you seen that Last Supper thing that's the cast of Battlestar Galactica? No. It's pretty great, actually. Hey, you posted a Battlestar Galactica thing on my MySpace. I did. Thank you so much. That was It's the recap, like the lost one.
4: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so I great. And I saw that, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be the best of both worlds, because I know how much you like that. And
1: the audience, and, you're, and you're, your tote board immediately went up with the dudes. are like, that's so cool. Sarah posted a Battlestar Galactica thing. There's a great thing going around. It's the Battlestar Galactica cast reenacting, like posing as the Last Supper. Okay, so today's the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. then there's good friday now is tonight when judas betrays jesus with a kiss and the cock crows
5: three times i'm not sure about the cock fighting thing <laughs> the, the cock will fight three
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. times Do you know all the biblical passages ye, about ye, cock fighting? Ye, ye, <laughs> ye,
1: will, ye will betray me by the time of the third fighting of the cock well i guess that's been misunderstood in the catholic church for quite some time <laughs> i think tonight is the night that I don't even know why we're talking about this, but I think it's because I'm going to Vegas. So I'm going to try to make myself feel like, and how great I'm going to be in Vegas while Jesus is dead. (laughs) Jesus sitting there dead for two days. Meanwhile, hard 11. Uh, So uh, tonight is the Last Supper. Yes. Followed by... Uh, is tonight the night when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane? Every time
4: you say tonight is the night, I keep filling it in my head with when two become one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. No. Continue. Can we be more blasphemous? Let's talk about cockfighting against vice you know. girls. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus dying.
1: Um. So. So today. So today is uh, the Last Supper, and then Jesus. Blah blah blah. Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, which is where he the
5: eats and has dessert,
1: and uh, which is where... where Jesus has the Last Supper, followed by the Great Wall of Chocolate. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, hey, we're Catholic. We're allowed to do this. Um, it's true. I'm
4: even confirmed.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rose. I'm a soldier for Jesus. Um, the uh, but then uh, tonight is the night that gave us the shortest of all biblical verses. Who knows what the shortest verse in the Bible is? I don't, Sarah. This is a little bit of trivia. I thought all Catholics knew this. Of the shortest verse in the Bible. It takes place when guard, uh, when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Wow! It is Jesus wept. It is the shortest verse in the Bible because it's that when he's like saying, "Hey, come on, God, get me out of this. Come on, for old times' sake." Can, he's totally he's totally doing the uh, he's totally being uh, the Tessio in The Godfather. It was my, can you get me out of it for old times' sake? Can't so do he, it, was son. he
4: asking God to have him not be killed?
1: Yes, he's like, "Come on, can I just uh, maybe I can play dead." Maybe I can just, uh, you know, I can be wounded. I can get a really, I can get sort of, they can graze me.
4: That's just confusing then.
1: Because mm-hmm. Jesus didn't want to himself.
4: die, but he's the ultimate sacrifice.
5: Right.
1: But,
4: huh.
5: So that's, that's a, if you're just tuned in, you're listening to Praise 970.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we picked our new name.
5: <laughs> the station that God blesses. And so, then I guess
1: Judas betrays him tonight by kissing him on the cheek. Because I want
4: to get back to this Jesus not wanting to die thing. It's, no, it, but it, 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 it Fs with your head. Here's Yeah, the thing. that's really confusing. So ultimately, you're
1: okay. looking at the KCMD Portland uh, Jesus talk. So, and we're like the blind leading the blind, leading the blind, speaking to the blind here because none of us are good Catholics. No. So, but it, so the deal though is this is like thinking about time travel in the Terminator, where it just you can't because it makes your brain hurt. But the deal is that. So uh, Jesus was sent here to die, not, not unlike uh, Reese in the Terminator, uh, but then he doesn't want to, yet he knows it is his destiny to. Okay, I can totally, all, all of Jesus' things can be explained with the Terminator. Um, which makes, okay, which then makes, uh, that would then make, uh, Jesus? I'm trying to think of who, I'm trying to think of Linda Hamilton as Mary Magdalene then. Well, never mind.
5: Oh, Jesus died at 3 o'clock on Good Friday.
4: The Pacific Standard Time? <laughs> I don't
5: mean, know. No. I was just going to say, is that adjusted? Really? Two o'clock Central. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho.
1: Anyway, so then I can think Judas betrays him the night, and then Judas hangs himself in the garden. Because uh, he's all,
3: what have I done?
1: I regret everything. Uh, and then uh, Jesus is killed tomorrow, uh, and then nothing happens. Sat- and then what is Saturday. It's Saturday? Saturday. Holy Saturday. Yeah. So,
4: so it's Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. You see what it's I mean, holy though? Day. But
1: whenever they don't know what to call it, they just call it Holy something or other. Well, they ran out of creativity. and They knew Easter's the next day. All right. And then it's Easter Sunday. Yes. All right. So I will be in uh, I will be in Vegas on Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday.
4: Oh, you just love that.
1: I do. I think it, because it was accidental, but I like the juxtaposition of that.
4: Um, Aaron's uh, disputing your claim that the shortest one is Jesus wept. Uh, he said the shortest term in the oh. Bible is I am.
1: Mm, that's not, But that, that's not a verse, though. I don't believe that is a verse. I believe Jesus wept. Only Todd the Corpse knows for sure. But I'm pretty sure Jesus wept is the shortest verse in the Bible. Uh, all right, let's uh, do a couple of these. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
18: Okay, now this this is suitable for radio.
1: Okay, well, I have asked for three calls, starting with the phrase, don't ever Google.
18: And this goes back a long time ago okay. to the story that cannot be read.
1: Oh, about the woman the with the, the back and the front mixed this, up?
18: The, the thing you never want to Google on... Our search for on Google is "rectal vaginal fistula fistula."
1: Yes. So if I don't know what it means, then I have to dump it. Yes. That's like starting something with donkey or ending something with Gonzalez. When there are oh, two of us on the you. team who do not understand, yeah. it's That's a good rule.
4: But who knew what that meant?
1: I don't. I Tim? don't. I don't either. Three. Okay. Dump. That's a good rule of thumb. If is, two, if two people in the studio don't know what a term means, dump
4: it. We're okay. going to dump
1: it. Okay. That's a great rule. Well, we even know, if Tim even right.
4: if you are absolutely certain that something means something, but Tim and I don't know, then will you still dump it?
1: Yes. Now that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it goes the same way. If you're like, no, 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 that just means hip or whatever, <laughs> uh, and Tim and I are like, I've never heard it. It gets dumped. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Good.
4: Oh, we ganging all get, us up against each other. We all get to work here tomorrow. <laughs> Excellent. Uh,
1: that
4: is a good rule. All right. Uh,
1: well, let's see. I don't even know what these people are calling about these because the phones were sort of busy here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Rick.
15: Hey. Hey. Never, ever Google Averill Levine. Well, okay. All right. Hey, uh, you were talking about your turntable almost ended up in a landfill? Yes. Yeah, the saddest thing I've ever seen, I was in a landfill and this whole semi- truck trailer was dumping musical equipment from like a high school the whole thing was filled with drums horns uh cabinets uh into a it,
1: landfill
15: into a landfill and i ran up i'm a musician i ran up going, what are you doing i go what are you are you crazy i'll take this stuff and they legally wouldn't let me take it out i just watched the stuff get dumped i mean the whole thing was full they said that the school got a grant to get new equipment so they, they had just
1: to shred up. the old stuff
15: they just and it was it, was a, it was a, such a crime. It made me o- almost as sick as a uh, Avril Levine song. <laughs> All
1: right, but, thank um, you. Mm-hmm. Hey, right.
15: but, hey, hey uh, you, you should YouTube uh, "Steak and Hookers." It's my video. It's really good.
1: Steak and hookers.
15: Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's my band as a. Uh, oh, is that, is that
1: the name of your band?
15: That's the name of the song.
1: What's the name of your band?
15: Uh, Jake Leg. It's an old band of mine. My new, my new band's called uh, Hurricane Hole. Hold
1: on, but, uh, hold on, hold on. Jake Leg and Hurricane Hole.
15: Hurricane Hole my new band, but my my uh, steak and hookers is the name of our uh, <laughs> of our album. It's a really good video. My buddy made it. Uh, he's a big fan of yours. He listens to all the probably listening but, right uh, now.
3: What sort of
1: music would you say you play?
15: It's rock and roll. Is I play harmonica. I play harmonica. Ask like John Popper, like uh harmonica like that. Uh, is, it,
1: uh, is it? Is uh, it? Is the song clean?
15: Yeah, actually, it is. It very is.
1: No profanity.
15: No, it is. It's is not.
1: Oh, no. all right, excellent. All right, thank you, sir.
13: Yeah, thank all you. Right. There you go.
1: Sarah's listening to it right now. We don't trust anybody. Richie noted that we now work in a dumpocracy. Well done. Uh, all right. That's like that Blender, Blender magazine. Their house band is hookers and blow. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
13: Oh, hey. How's it going? Hey, hi. Okay. Never, ever Google penile surgery.
1: Duly noted. That's
13: two. Okay. Uh, did I hear you mention a while back that you had an unopened bottle of Jaeger just sitting in a fridge that you're trying to get rid of?
1: Can't give it away. Uh, I don't think it's unsealed as such, but the threads on the cap are a little <laughs> stripped, and we can't get it open.
13: Oh, well, oh man. Um, so oh, you can't uh, give it away. There was some well,
1: dispute about whether there was a hole in it. I don't think there is, but I know you can't open it because, it, again, it seems to have been stripped.
13: I got you. Well, um, if it's any consolation, when he answered the phone, Richie said... Oh, there's an open bottle of Jaeger. I didn't know that. If I'd known that, I would have drunk it. So oh, hold on. Let me let me
7: see if it's still
1: here. It might be gone. Let me check. Oh, you know, this fridge gets harder to shut every day.
4: I know, I think someone's licking on it, and making it all sticky. Um, well,
1: the Jaeger may
7: be gone. I don't
1: see it. Yeah, it may. Uh, yeah, the, the Jaeger may be gone. Uh, we got all that nitrate in Boone's farm though, still. So all right, oh, okay, I'll keep. Okay. I'll look for it though.
13: Oh, and um, for something to uh, find a low being even more. I'm sorry, what? Uh, to loathing for being even more yes. is something that confirms loathing. A while back, she did an interview with um, Rolling Stone, I believe it was, back when they were they saying she was the next coming of Punk. Uh-huh. And she had some quote that was along the lines of, uh, they asked her, so are you into uh, the traditionalist punk, like the Sex Pistols and the Ramones? Or are you into the new wave punk scene, like Billy Idol and, and those guys? and named off a few. And she's like, who are those guys? I'm into punk rock, like Blink-81 uh, Blink and uh, Some 41.
1: That's like that time that she said that she was being interviewed. Or no, what was that award show where she was introducing David, David Bowie. Bowie? Yeah. <laughs> Gold. Yeah. All right,
13: thank you. Oh, I have one last question. Yeah. And then I, I promise I'll leave after this. Okay, um. Uh, <laughs> You're like the house guest.
1: No, dude, I, can I make a phone call? Do you have any chips? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm feeling like I might need a little bit of a nap. Also, can I use your microwave? By the way, my car has a flat.
13: <laughs> No, I, I know those colors. I'm not trying to be one. So this is really quick. Okay, what is the deal with Campbell's soup's latest ad campaign? You guys have them as sponsors, and I love Campbell's soup. But where like there's some si- singer singing about all soulfully about how Campbell's soup is. Oh, uh,
1: I was just singing that jingle during the break. Campbell's, mm mm, that that that, and then rice casserole that. Yeah, a
2: possibility.
1: Possibility. I don't know. All I know the jingle, but I'm often out of the out of the room when that plays. What is the deal? What is your question about the spot?
13: Well, it's like, what? When did it? Uh, when did it turn from just being Campbell's soup into some singer singing soulfully about it? Like there's some kind of it, it's just a bizarre. Well, I believe bizarre...
1: they're, I believe they're pushing the use of Campbell's soup as an ingredient in other uh, other different foods, and so they're trying to broaden their appeal a little bit.
13: Oh, okay. Trying to get you to
1: view Campbell's soup in a new way, I believe.
13: I got. It. Oh, so taking Campbell soup in a new direction? Yes. I got gotcha.
1: you.
5: Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. Here's Tim Riley. So the Philippine government has issued an Easter public health warning on the dangers of crucifixion. Is this a religious nutcase watch? I suppose it is. Here's your religious nutcase watch
1: for Holy Thursday on the Rick Emerson Show.
5: year, an Easter public service announcements on the dangers of crucifixion. Thousands of worshipers in the Philippines will this week practice crucifixion and they'll do it to show their faith. The government is encouraging them to get a tetanus shot first and be sure <laughs> that you use a clean whip or nails. We're not trying to go against the Lenten tradition here because whipping is what... Well, it's become some form of atonement for sins for some of us. Always use a clean whip. Damn. That from the Health Secretary Francisco Dupree III. Yes, getting deep cut wounds while whipping and lashing is inevitable. And being so exposed during the course of penance, with all the heat and dust blowing around in the wind, well, that welcomes all sorts of infections and bacteria like tetanus. Now, in San Fernando, in the Philippines, 23 people, including two women, have signed up to reenact the crucifixion. So, I guess ladies can be Jesus now. They also, uh, let's see, oh, four of them will use real nails. The crucif- Okay, go ahead. And the best... Well, I'll say this for uh, So, they're being encouraged to bring enough drinking water for the whole course of the pilgrimage to avoid dehydration, rather than buying bottled water from unfamiliar sources. A tourist and spectators are warned it is better to bring self-prepared food, such as sandwiches, for Jesus. Not only to save money, but to avoid getting diseases such as diarrhea, hepatitis A, and typhoid from eating food from street vendors. The uh, crucifixions are sponsored by Coca-Cola. Oh, are you kidding? No. Wow!
1: I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. I just saw something I shouldn't have.
5: Oh, what is
1: it? Do you really want to know?
5: Yes. Yes. Really? Yes.
1: Sarah? No. No, no, no. I'm just saying you're a witness that Tim is saying he really does okay. want to know. All right. Hold on. Let me, uh, well, let me like find, informed. find this again. Uh, let's uh, Let's back up. So the crucifixions are being sponsored by who? Coca-Cola. And always use a clean whip and what else? Clean nails? Yes. Because otherwise, otherwise, while being crude, you don't want an infection.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, that's not unlike the uh, you know the rubbing of the arm with alcohol before they give you the lethal injection. Mm-hmm. Jesus. All right. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. There's your religious nutcase watch for uh, Holy Friday. Jesus.
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: all right um did i miss something in the program what what, what well do you mean now or in general yes now um wasn't something supposed to happen that didn't
1: what, oh you what? were supposed
4: to show him something uh, yes
1: i know i'm just uh I'm, I'm looking i'm bringing the link back up um so so this is i, I guess this is just an innocuous name uh that has been used uh this is one of those things where they they use an innocuous name for something thinking that they will then sucker you into looking at it because with such an innocuous name how could it possibly be something uh, so uh i'll just say something so unexpected Mm
4: -hmm.
1: so this guy used he used that phrase um he used the phrase lemon party Uh uh-huh and i guess that's supposed to just sound like sort of you know, it's supposed to sound innocent. And I think it's just a domain that somebody set up so that you would go there not knowing what was in store. So you should go check out that org. I should? That phrase, .org. Lemon party. And it is just spelled normally. Yeah, it's the lemon... Lemon party.org. Lemon party.org. Keep in mind, Tim did say he wanted to see oh, this.
2: Oh, boy. That's
1: what oh, I'm no, saying. Oh, no, 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 no,
5: no, no, You no, no. A- now, like, I, I glanced at from the from the cloud wow. and i got rid of it right away you asked
1: okay. you asked repeatedly that is way i said i asked you repeatedly do you want to know that
5: is too far and,
1: and you said yes sarah is my witness so <laughs> oh my word
5: no doubt that those things go on but god arrest that from i'll get rid of that memory
4: right away and that is just
5: too much so there you go
4: there you go
1: Somewhere you know that Tim Savage is watching that over and over and giggling madly to himself. Oh, my God. Uh, so,
4: Aaron just sent me the funniest email says about our new rule. It says the new rule is completely idiotic. You realize you're creating a rule in a room where 66% of the people within thought, tw- thought twins could be joined at the hair.
1: Well, it's not a perfect rule, certainly. Uh, I you... think it's functional. You're on You're on the Rick Emerson show.
14: Hey, Rick. Uh, thanks the, for the... By uh, the
1: way, just as a side note, the best part is, Tim, how I had sort of forgotten to show you that link, and then you reminded me. Wasn't I supposed to look at something? You had a chance to not see it there, and you actually brought it back. Erase.
14: Erase. <laughs>
1: ah, you're on the Rick Emerson
14: Show. Hello. Uh, beautiful segue. I had a clarification for you about Jesus. Yes. Completely not preachy. The uh, Him in the garden was actually the suffering for the sins of mankind. Dying on the cross was just so he could be resurrected. So he wasn't actually in the garden uh, praying not to die. He was. That's where he was atoning for the sins of mankind.
1: No, that's not true, because when he's praying, he he asks uh, his father, God, uh, he says, if it is possible to let this cup uh, pass from my lips.
14: Right. Which but is him asking not to die. Well, no, he's asking for the atonement of the sins, the sins of mankind to be taken from him. He had to die. He knew he had to die, but his main point of coming to the earth was to take the sins of mankind upon him.
1: Okay, I can't believe I'm having a theology debate with somebody here, but what is he... Okay, if you're claiming, as though we all, like, know what was going on in the mind of Jesus, if your read on this is that Jesus is not asking to be spared, then... What does he mean when he is asking God to let the cup pass from his lips?
14: Well, what he's asking for, in theory, is that all the sins of all the people in the world are being taken upon him at that time, which is, well, what in is, theory, a what... great burden to bear. So he's saying, make this burden easier on me.
5: What do you, why the hell should Jesus care, really?
14: <laughs> <laughs> really, what I
1: was going to say is, really, what would you rather have? What is your name, sir? Uh, Jason. Jason, what would you rather have right now? If I gave you these two options, look, Jason... There's two things you got to do in the next 24 hours. Uh, one, uh, you've got to take the burden of humanity's sin. Uh, also, uh, we're going to flog you within an inch of your life and then nail you to a tree. Uh, which of those would you rather not do?
14: I would just rather have some Kenny Vance.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, that's the best response ever. Gold, Ugh. you know what? We're going to give you something just for saying that. Uh, uh, what would you rather have, sir? Would you rather have a copy of Into the Wild on DVD or Dan in Real Life?
14: You know, I I don't need any of that. I just appreciate your show.
1: See, now you're shaming me through your generosity. Now you're humbling me intentionally.
14: I'm just a man of the Lord.
1: All right, go away.
14: Bye. Thank (laughs) Thank you. you. I'd rather have some Kenny
1: Vance. Well, who wouldn't, Tim?
5: (laughs) Huh?
2: (laughs) Oh, yes, yes.
5: Okay. It just reminds me of a website I saw recently. Zam. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're stirring up a hornet's nest over there. Here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. <laughs> well, a campaign aid to uh, John McCain has been suspended for sending out an anti-Barack Obama video. in Dayton had been reprimanded and suspended, according to a McCain spokeswoman. Previously, McCain had said he would not engage in personal attacks of the Democratic candidates. Uh, Apparently, uh, Dayton, uh, quote, acted in violation of the policy. The video put together by conservative talk show host questions Obama's patriotism. The video uses controversial comments by uh, Obama's uh, former minister, Jeremiah Wright, as well as clips of Malcolm X and black Olympians raising their fists in a black power salute in 1968, accompanied by a rap song, Fight the Power. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Barack Obama, who will be here tomorrow for all of you who have tickets, uh said that the Iraq war has already cost U.S. taxpayers a half trillion dollars, about $10 billion per month with no end in sight. All right, let's try that
0: again. With no end in sight. But we also have to understand that the more than $10 billion we're spending each month in Iraq is money we could be investing
5: here. And it's the Red Chinese that hold the money for paying for the Iraq war. We're having to pay
0: for this war with loans from China. Having China as our banker isn't good for our economy. It isn't good for our global leadership, and it isn't good for... An...
1: I don't really understand, and I guess I did, I'm not asking for an explanation, because it seems like it would be long and drawn out and and boring, but I don't really understand how that works, that we're having to borrow money from China to pay for the war.
5: Well, we don't have any money. But I mean... And they do.
1: But I mean, they're the government. Can't they just do st- I mean, can't the U.S. government just do stuff? Like print money? Yeah. Well, I suppose they could... Or just you know I mean why does the u this sounds like a daft question they're the government, Why does the government have to like can't the government just say they're paying for it? Do you know what I mean well, there's no money to pay for it
5: all right i i guess i'm I guess I'm confused by the whole thing because I'm, there's mm-hmm. no money say you go to an a t m machine there's no money in your account. you must go elsewhere, I suppose And China has lots and lots of money, <sighs> all right because
1: they make everything i guess i mean i guess I guess I don't really think of. I guess I sort of give the government more credit than they deserve, because I assume the government is monolithic and just has like a big bag of money somewhere that things, that they pay for things with.
5: Oh, like the guy with the mustache in the Monopoly game
1: <laughs> exactly. with the money bag? No, guess, we don't have that anymore. But, I, but he's not... But, he, but he, he is that guy, he's just,
5: an, he's just Asian. No, he has Asian uh, an Asian face carry that money bag. Because we borrow from the Red Chinese. Okay. Who are allegedly communists. Allegedly. <laughs> Anywho... Hi, oh, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
13: Hi, Rick. Hi. Um, I just calling. I was just driving past the park blocks. I work for a cab company in you're town just here. Driving by the what? The park blocks on yes. Burnside. Uh huh. And about a half an hour ago there was a whole bunch of protesters, and now there's a mound of garbage
16: a semi I couldn't pick up.
1: Of course. Of course, Little why part. not? Why not? maybe they're protesting cleanliness and jobs.
16: Yeah, right, right.
1: All right. Thank you.
16: You're welcome. Bye. Uh,
1: this says, uh, "Hey, my 12 and 14 year old kids are coming with me to the Obama rally tomorrow." Uh, let's see. Here is my cell number. Uh, best show ever, Sarah. Glad to have you back, Greg. Uh, so there's a guy. We, so apparently, a listener of ours is going to the Obama rally. Uh, so I'm gonna send this to Richie, so we can uh, maybe hear from him. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello.
8: Hey, Rick. I just wanted to say real fast, nobody should ever go to that lemon party site ever. If they click, if they, if some, someone tries to send it to me, I
1: think Tim agrees with that uh, with that sentiment.
8: Yeah, I got I yeah, that's a, that's an old internet trick it's called uh lemon partying people. And I got I got it about a year ago. Is that like Rick rolling people? I never heard of that.
1: Uh that's where there's a thing called Rick rolling uh which is where you trick people into going to see the Rick Astley never gonna give you up uh video and you label it as something else like you label it as like hey check out this hot girl and then they click on it and then the Rick Astley song begins playing.
8: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 pretty terrible. That that that, that lemon party's worse than well, then the video that's never been made. No, not. it's not. It's Nothing, no,
19: it's nothing's
1: not. worse than that. All right. Yes. All right. All right thank you.
7: And
8: okay. All
1: right. Uh, let's see. We have a Jesus clarification. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi,
17: it's driver Jim. What's up? Uh, well, uh, a couple of callers, you gave me a, a new bumper sticker. Yes. Uh, WWJC, Why Would Jesus Care? Okay. Okay. And the other thing is, Boy oh boy that uh, that rose on the third day is like food labeling. If he, if he died on at three o'clock on Friday.
1: Wait, hold on. Did you actually did you actually just start the second half of this call by saying, Hey, boy oh boy, let me tell you
13: I guess I did.
1: All right, Sarah, do we have a appropriate laugh uh, do we have like a rim shot laugh track, something? Mm-hmm. Okay, back up, start again, sir.
13: Oh I can't do that again. No no no, you gotta roll into it
1: again. You gotta work under pressure. But oh. you have to start it but you have to start this joke that you were leading up to. You have to start it again with Boy oh boy, let me tell you. Well
17: that's what I was gonna do. Okay, go ahead. Oh, boy, oh, boy, let me tell you, this, uh, this rose on the third day thing is like food packaging. Food How labeling. so? Because oh, well, the uh, rose on the third day, well, if he died on, at 4 o'clock on Friday, and, like, Sunday morning they rolled, oh, r- rolled, across, rolled away the stone and he was already gone, that's less than two days.
1: <laughs> yeah,
12: genius. Thank you. All right. How's that, how's that like food labeling? Well, because they do things like telling you that there's 200 calories, but there's actually
19: six six servings in the container.
1: I see. It's also clear now.
19: Yeah, I know. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Bye. Not clear at all. All right, that is that guy. Mm-hmm. Here's right. Tim Riley. <laughs> Time for Brittany Watch. Here's your Brittany Watch for uh, Thursday on the Rick Emerson Show. We're still missing our third Don't Google thing. So we've only got two so far. We should play this whole song again sometime. Maybe tomorrow. Here's uh, Tim Riley.
5: So this coming Monday night on CBS, it's Brittany guest starring in How I Met Your Mother. I can't
4: wait to see that.
5: I got a couple of previews right here. Ooh. So here she is, uh, appearing normal and happy and healthy. Let's Let's listen and watch. Hi
18: Ted Mosby for Dr. Zinman
9: Hi Ted Oh there she is I'll let her know
18: <laughs> Oh
1: she's got crazy eyes mm.
18: Telepathically
1: Can you back that up
9: funny
18: okay. Alright let's try it again
5: yeah,
18: From the beginning
1: got, She's got
18: nutty yeah. eyes here Okay Hi Ted Mosby for Dr. Zinman
10: Hi Ted I'll let her know
5: Telepathically
10: that's funny. That's
1: <laughs> funny, smart, and great. <laughs> wow, listen to that terrible that's laugh track. Bad. Oh! That laugh track is so unconvincing,
5: you can hear the edits in the laughs. Jeez. About halfway through, you can hear there's an edit in the actual uh, laugh track underneath there. Jesus. Her eyes look l- like the eyes on the animated I Dream of Jeannie bottle. So, hey, that's exactly right. You, is that posted at your website? No. That uh, okay. might be
1: later. All right, but uh, for now, I guess it's a Perez Hilton. But uh, you're right. That, that's exactly what she looks like there yeah yeah boy the, you just you can't uh you can't hide crazy you know what i mean there's some things that you just cannot successfully cover up uh and, and the fact that she is just like flat out bonkers is one of those things all right and and the fact that is that show i mean it's a dumb question how long has that show you been on the air i don't know forever
4: i've never seen it
1: i thought it was a recent program that's how out of touch i am with sitcoms so it's part of the cbs family is it really yes oh i'm sure it's a fine program here's tim riley they don't get better than that. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, her trial for driving without a license. Last August in studio city is scheduled to begin today in Van Nuys. Her attorney, Michael Flanagan, says they hope to settle that case very, very soon.
7: Basically, it's a fix ticket. If you go out and get a California license, you should be entitled to a dismissal of charges if they file the case as an infraction.
6: Yeah, whatever, dude.
1: <laughs> okay. Is that the end of our Britney watch? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. your Britney watch. Uh, let us take a break here. We'll come back with uh, more news around the corner with Tim Riley, Isaac from Jackpot Records will be here, Aaron Duran, Top 5, High Concept Thursday, all that. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Okay, back after this, the Rick Emerson Show. So this guy just sent me an email. He says, uh, Rick, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the viral marketing team for the new Batman movie, The Dark Knight, is hitting Portland tomorrow. Were we aware of that, Sarah?
4: Perhaps. It, uh, if Harvey Dent called me, actually, and told me about it do right. roll your eyes. No, I'm, I'm just, a
1: dork. I know no, that. No, no, no. I just I wish that somebody had saved the message because I don't think Aaron saved the message either.
4: I was just so caught off guard and Squid I don't think saved his either because it was from the number, it was 0000000. zero, zero, right. zero, 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 zero. So I'm like, who That's is weird. This? How do
1: they even do that?
4: I, I, you know what? From the internet, because my friend Tuggy, whenever he loses his phone, he'll call me from the internet oh, and see. always shows up like that.
1: Uh, so if, you, if it were just your normal street team, I wouldn't bother emailing you, but I enjoy the concept. The character of Harvey Dent, who later becomes Two Face, is running for office in Gotham. Blah blah blah. Participants will be given merch and propaganda to help promote the not the movie, but his campaign. And then anyway, he sends me this email, uh, and it says uh, it is one two three. It's uh, like seven different photographs of things they are giving away at the Harvey Dent campaign site. Do I get to look? Yeah, uh, I'll forward it to you. It's okay. just a bunch, it's a bunch of just it looks like campaign I mean it is campaign well, if you go stuff, to, but it's all just for I believe in Harvey Dent.
4: If you go to IBelieveInHarveyDent.com, they have um signs that you can print out and like uh-huh. stickers and stuff. You can put one in your car.
1: Sarah, there let's see. Uh, I
4: have one on my, my space page. Is that my space? Yeah.
1: Is that how you're going to start? Is that, is that your new, are you creating that pronunciation yeah, right let's now? Yeah, do it. That's great. My, my space. space. <laughs> That's really, because it sounds
4: perverse. <laughs> so I put, s- yeah, I put it up there, like a, the nerd I am on my space. that says, I believe in every dent. Take back Gotham City. Therefore, alienating any good looking That's fantastic. Man. I'm at home like working amazing. on my
1: space right now. <laughs> I'm
4: my space. I can't get out. Uh All right.
1: You Fantastic. should put up
4: your I believe in Harvey Dent on yours as well.
1: I will totally do that. Let's be dorks. Uh All right. And are, are you, you going
4: to go to? Oh, you can't.
1: I can't. No, I'm, I'm going to be in Vegas.
4: I'm actually purposely not going to Bremerton until Saturday morning so I can stay for that rally. See,
1: that's cool. So you know, but it would just they would screw me so hard on the plane tickets. Yeah. If I and plus it wouldn't be worth it because I'm already coming back Sunday night. So I got I got to go tomorrow night. But uh no, so I'm going to miss the Harvey Dent thing. I'm going to miss. um The Dry County Crooks and the Juke Joint Gamblers are doing this great uh, show tomorrow. I'm not going to miss that, but, you know, I'll be in bed. It's not like it's the worst thing ever, but there's some stuff I'm missing. Uh, All right, Aaron Duran joins us later on, as well as the top five and so forth. This, however, is Tim Riley, the Ministry of Truth. And now, from
2: the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Damn. The driver
5: of the school bus that swept the 13-year-old girl in its side mirror this morning as the girl was crossing the street in southeast has been given a ticket. The uh, girl has a uh, head trauma, but her injuries are not life-threatening, so that is good news. The side mirror of that bus hit the girl in the head as she was crossing the street near the intersection of southeast 122nd Avenue in southeast Lincoln, where nothing good ever happens. The uh, driver was titled for failure to yield to a pedestrian in an unmarked crosswalk. Oh, listen to this. A Michigan woman died after a stingray jumped out of the water and struck her in the upper body in the Florida Keys. Where, Tim? Florida. Oh,
1: I, oh, I had it, but I had it
5: turned off. Oh, no. Damn it. Damn it.
1: Damn it. Oh, damn it. Oh, you would have it, won, damn too. It. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. There'll be other times. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like your mom. There'll be other field trips, honey.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: You can go to Disneyland when you're grown up. So this is a spotted eagle ray. It hit the 55-year-old woman in the face and neck Oh! she was so, in the boat with her family. Sunbathing on a boat, stingray jumps out of the water, lands on her face. It's not clear whether the animal's barb struck her or if the impact killed her. It's not clear how big it was. Spotted eagle rays can grow to 17 feet in length and oh. weigh 500 pounds.
1: I didn't know that could get to be that big.
5: 17 feet in length and
1: 500?
5: No. That's a quarter ton. That we is know, not true. We know true. people who look like that. Uh, and uh, it has a wingspan of up to 10 feet. Stingrays rings enough to occasionally jump out of the water and
1: uh, not be a, aggressive. I need a tape measure right like now. It's like
4: the size of this table, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. How long? Do, how wide do you suppose this counter is? 10 feet?
4: I would say we're probably about 10 feet from you to me.
1: Yeah. So it's that wide, and then it's th- and then it's twice again that long. So it's like from us to the window. Is that, that's and probably you know,
4: including the tail, though.
1: Yeah, but I mean the body is still probably 10 uh-huh. by 10.
4: 500 pounds. Oh my yeah. god, that makes my skin 700
1: feet in length. And they're evil looking. That's the and other thing. They jump thing. out of water. They're evil. And they jump out of the, That thing is where nature doesn't wait for you to cut. Nature's coming for you. That's, mm. that's what's creepy about that. It's not waiting for you to get in the ocean. It sits there and it goes, come on, come in the water. Come on. it. Yep. And then it just jumps out of the ocean at you. Jesus. And they've got those weird faces. That's the weird thing about stingrays, too. Underneath, it's like they've but got, got little eyes little and a little flip. smile, like a little, like, eye. Well, how do you defend yourself? Hit it with a bat? You defend yourself by not going near the water, I think, because I, I. it doesn't sound it like she could have done It flying
4: out of the water Seriously, and landed on her.
1: Laying on her back, and it jumps out of the ocean, lands on her, killing her undoubtedly by stinging her, in the, like in the eye. So that's no good. There's no defense against that. Always remember, the ocean really just is a wet jungle. Florida is very
5: unhealthy for everyone.
1: What's horrible? That was me. That was Me, not was all me. Jumbling it up. All right, here's Tim Rowley. Uh, Type Geek Watch. Here's your Geek Watch uh, for Thursday on the Rick Emerson radio program.
14: Ugh, this high-speed modem is intolerably slow.
1: In the Queen, Sergeant limit, I remember you used to... Just, just a television, television show. show, that's all, okay?
3: <laughs> right, but because
6: we were wondering if the quantum flux... There, there
3: is
7: no quantum flux, there's no auxiliary, there's no goddamn shit. You got it?
5: Better does. Okay,
1: so this is actually a double geek watch. Here's the first half. Sarah is? has the other oh,
5: half. Oh, thank goodness. I
1: thought I loved it. <laughs> the other half is at LemonParty.org, Tim. Oh, no.
5: <laughs> That's not a party for anyone. <laughs> uh, Battlestar uh, Galactica is uh, going back to all it began. What? Uh, Battlestar Galactica is going back to all where it began. Okay. Nearly two years ago. After the idea was uh, first a glimmer in the galaxy far, far away. I'm just reading this the way it was written. <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel Sorry. announced that it has uh, given the go-ahead for production to begin on Capricia. Caprica. Caprica. A two-hour prequel uh, set 50 years before the Cylons annihilated the 12 colonies of Kamal. Woo! Woo! Is that in Afghanistan? Yes, yes. Uh, we couldn't be more excited to see this long-anticipated project get off the ground, says Mark Stern, Sci-Fi's executive vice president of programming. It's an amazing script, and though uh, clearly inspired by the Battlestar mythology, it is not just a a pale spinoff. This is a smart, thought-provoking, emotional, and compelling character drama of its own right.
1: Very exciting, because we're now heading into the final season of Battlestar Galactica, which is going to be starting in April. And so this is going to be, uh, I think, a one-off movie, and if it works, they'll make it into a whole series. And it is a prequel series uh, that takes place uh, in the first Cylon War, Uh, So, yeah, 50 years before uh, the current series. uh, starts, It's all
7: very exciting.
1: All right, so that's part one. Sarah? Part two?
7: Hello, I'm Harvey Dent, Assistant District Attorney of Gotham City. I'm calling to ask for your support. We all know what's wrong with Gotham. Crime is out of control. And instead of protecting our streets, too many cops have become criminals themselves. This is why my mission has been to stamp out police corruption. And this is why I'm considering a run. From District Attorney. But I can't do it alone. I need to know if you, the people of Gotham, want change. Do you want a Gotham free from the grip of criminals and the corrupt? Are you ready to join a crusade to take back our city? If this is a change you desire, if you're fed up with living in fear, go to I believe in and see how you can join the struggle to take back our city. I'm ready to fight for Gotham. If you are ready to fight too.
3: Yeah. I, I star's Hammer by the Sons of War Van. I shall avenge you. Next.
6: Ooh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. Fantastic.
14: I got that
4: last Friday afternoon. I'm getting home and <laughs> I'm like, what?
14: Wait. Is so, ladies, well, the
5: goal of CBS to have more political advertising, I read it. I, <laughs> I mean, do we have to give equal time to the Joker now? No. All right.
1: That's genius. How great is that? Ah, oh, wonderful. Fantastic.
12: Very exciting.
1: Hi, ah, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
12: Hey, brother. Hey, Adrian. How you doing? What's up? How much? You would asked a little while ago how China was acting as our banker. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot more interesting than uh, talking about Britney's boobs or Battlestar Galactica, but a little macroeconomic theory for you. Basically, it's through the sale of treasury bills that our government sells. They, they pay a real low rate of interest, but they, you know, they're secured by the U.S. Uh, government. So they basically, whenever they're spending more than they're taking in from taxes, they just sell the T-bells.
1: Tim, do you understand this? Yes.
14: Keep going.
12: <laughs> and, then, and then the best part is uh, what they start doing to pay the interest is they sell more treasury bills to pay for the interest that's coming due on the treasury bills. And that's, that's why the dollar is so All right.
1: Easy. I kind of understand this. You know who else would really understand this is Kristen Bowie. Uh, Kristen Bowie, uh, who uh, works here in the morning and occasionally fills in for Sarah, has she wrote on her blog a while back. She is like some freakish Einstein about economics. Uh she wrote some whole thing like most people on when they're writing on MySpace, uh, they uh, you know, they just write about like, Hey, I saw this hot guy or hey, here's my top five Superman moments or whatever. Kristen Bowie wrote this whole blog in her on her MySpace thing about uh, stagflation, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know I didn't even know that was a real term. I thought yeah, was, it was.
5: It's been used. Yeah, back more. in the 70s. Yeah, back in the no, 70s. No, it's, it's, it's this whole thing Carter's with time.
1: 15 paragraphs about stagflation and how to spot it and stop it and prevail in it or whatever. It's all very unnerving. All right, well, I kind of understand that now, sir. Thank you.
12: Hey, when's the next listener party?
1: Uh, I don't know anything about that. I don't
12: either. Don't uh, be, do
1: whatever you do, don't be listening on Monday. Sounds like lies. Okay. Don't be listening Monday to this uh, program, whatever you do. I, I won't. Okay. I'll, I'll listen to Lars. <laughs> Thanks.
4: Thanks so much. You know what's tormenting me right now is I just got this. The la- Okay, so they've established that the last new lost is the one tonight for a long time. For how long? Un- until April 24th. Why?
1: Just to screw with you.
4: Yeah, because they're, they're splitting them up since they only oh, finished half of this All season. Right. Okay. And there's this whole thing. It's like, quick here for spoilers and information about tonight's episode. I'm not going to do it. Tell me not to do it. Don't do it. do it. No, you don't want to do that. Okay, I'm
1: skipping by. Where, for where are the spoilers?
4: Um, Let's see. One of them are from <laughs> tvguide.com. The other source is ew.com. Yeah, well... And this one's called, and this episode's called Meet Kevin Johnson, which is Michael's name.
1: Hmm. I
4: hope they kill him. I mean, him.
1: it seems like Entertainment We listen to you, I hope they kill that guy. That's okay. I was rooting, there's big characters that I rooted for, the, you know, I rooted for their death. Um, They, Uh, it's like I rooted for the death of that one person in, in, in season two of Dexter. You know who I'm talking about. Dexter season two, that one character where you're like, oh, I hope they kill that person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like in the season... And
4: perhaps they do. In season
1: one of the West Wing, too, there's a character that was just so unbelievably irritating. And they eventually just wrote her off. They realized she was terrible. So about five episodes in, they don't kill her. She just vanishes and is never heard... Like, they never reference her ever again.
4: The character they kill in Dexter, um... Yeah. I was so happy.
1: Yeah. I was like,
4: I am done with that person. Made me smile. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And
4: then it makes you feel terrible. No, I I still
1: feel fine about it, actually. Uh, What was I saying? Blah, blah, blah. Don't read those spoilers, though. Okay.
4: It's no, like I, already, I, I already
1: skipped over I res- It's like, did I say about how Fatboy sent me that uh, that uh, emergency all-caps text one night? No. Uh, it was as the wire was winding down, like season, uh, episode eight, which is only two, it's like three from the end. I got this all, because I go to Ain't It Cool News a lot, which is like this geek television movie site. He sent me this all, do not go to Ain't It Cool! People are posting spoilers as like, and people were going to the message boards. And the subject lines were spoilers. Oh, bastards. They were such dicks. They were posting the spoilers as their subject lines. (gasps) So just scrolling through the board, even if you didn't read their post, you would see it in the subject line, you know?
4: I got something on Ain't It Cool News before of you.
1: Why are you gotta hate? <laughs> that's teasing. You know that's you know not okay. First of all, not only have you gotten something on Ain't it, cool. Aaron has gotten something on Ain't it, cool. Do you know that Ain't It Cool? Uh, Fat Boy sent in a review of The Mist, and they actually referred to him as Fat Boy Roberts, a good friend of this site. <laughs> Ass.
5: Thanks. Here's Tim Riley. The History Channel is now History. The cable network quietly dropped the the and channel from its name. It is now known only as History. So the channel. Let's see. Hold on. History. One of cable's
1: most popular networks is history.
5: Yes. <laughs> so the but it'd re- be in quotes. Right. Never mind. So they spent millions of dollars to research on what they should call it. Really? hmm and, and then they <laughs> decided just to keep the word history, and that was it. Money well spent. Well, everybody
1: is asked to cut back at the networks. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, that's a 66% reduction right yes. there. I'm sorry. Our character reduction uh, has to be by at least two-thirds. Okay, uh, this guy says, hey, about that uh, hooker on Girls Gone Wild, although she was 17 when she was filmed for Girls Gone Wild, Florida law allows nude photos as long as they are not paid and no sexual acts, but sexual acts do occur. She's like making out with another woman for the whole thing. Uh, this guy says it was from TM- TMZ TV. I have never watched TMZ TV. Has anybody here? It makes no. me not
4: like them. I've, I've seen it. I have well, never
1: watched that show. You see
4: how horrible, like, they are horrible little is people. It, is it fake, though? I mean, is it sort of set up? No. Oh, they, the TV show, not yeah. the not the paparazzi videos.
1: No, no, no. This guy says TMZ TV, which is a show I've on... Seen it. What is it on? What, what network is it on? I think it's on uh, Fox 49 or whatever they call that. Now. Yeah. I think Sarah Wagner's watched it, and she said that uh, it's like... Is it like in the newsroom
2: as
4: they're working? Yeah, it's in the newsroom, and, you know, everyone, like, laughs at, you know, the head guy's jokes, like, ha, 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 and they're all, like, right. edgy, you know, hip, like, paparazzi research right. kids. But, but here, kind of here's annoying. what they hate
5: about TMZ in general. They go out of their way to irritate people, and then they criticize them for fighting back. Like, is that mean, when if you gotta fire if you got to follow somebody around and stick cameras in their face all day long, mm-hmm. you have to expect an unpleasant response.
1: I do see that sometimes where we like, we caught Elijah Wood outside of a club telling us to
5: F off, but it clearly, they it's were. It's because of them. If it's they not were, because of Elijah Wood. Yeah. It's
1: because they were bothering him and nagging. And look, I understand if you're a celebrity, you know, people follow you, that's whatever, but they do sort of, it is like they poke the animal with a stick. Mm-hmm. It's like they just jab yeah, the tiger. They're constantly and, poking. Yeah, they jab the tiger until it roars, and then they get angry. Mm-hmm. So look at look at this guy being a jerk, and it's because TMZ is shoving, as you said, right. a camera into his face all day. And
4: I feel like to think sometimes I might want to be a gossip reporter, but no, I could never do that. Because mm-hmm. you just well, it's just you, it's just you you realize what like you know bottom dwellers these you people. You know are. what it is?
1: Because I know this sounds terrible. This sounds uh, untrue coming from us, but it's because I think we have some sense of tact, you know, sort of. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, or you know, at least a mo- a modicum of decorum, uh, which is why a-, a we would never make it as popular. That's why we were. Te- that's why we could never do like a regular like music station morning show either, because we're just we do have some kind of sense of of just what is of what is stupid. And, and
5: no what- music would ever
1: be played. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> we need you to play nine songs an hour. Not gonna happen. Uh so uh anyway. So no, we would make terrible gossip reporters because I think it would feel bad after a while, me wouldn't too. you? So hey, tell me about your miscarriage. You know, I just don't I don't think I think that's a thing I wouldn't Let be able to do. Let me jam my
5: foot in the gate and push you away onto my your property. <laughs> and it's your see what a jerk you are? See what a jerk you are. I just climbed over your
1: fence into your property. Yeah. All right. I do. I was tempted for a while, just as, like, a goof, to hire a bunch of fake paparazzi to, like, a, to follow one of us around for a day. Just just to, you know, just just to be oh, kind this of... Oh, that just
4: sounds embarrassing. To be kind
1: of zany. But, you know, but here was my thing, though. I had this idea. I don't even think I ever told you about this. I had this idea for this, like, a little viral marketing thing that we never did. Um, it, it, but it was... It, it, and I never really did it because it was sort of hard to explain to anybody what I was sort of visualizing. But I wanted to do some sort of viral marketing thing that would simultaneously be amusing to our audience because they would know that it was fake, and then also uh, like raise our profile a little bit. I wanted it was when Amy Winehouse was constantly being photographed like jamming crack into her eyeball or whatever, <laughs> and I wanted to like plant some sort of uh, plant some sort of public. Uh, footage or snapped, like snapshots of one of us, like, sort of candidly caught doing something that clearly the audience knows we would never do. Mm-hmm. Like, just a picture of, like, Tim at some night spot, like, slumped over a bottle of Jack Daniels at his table. But then the idea would be that we would try to sort of plant that in one of the local media sources, like the Willamette, sort of unknowingly. Because I, I would like the, I love the idea of maybe...
4: <gasps> or, like, me at, like, a strip, like, like, I don't know, some, like, creepy... I don't know, I'm trying to think of what I
1: like. But see, but it would be at some place where our audience would know that like it would never really happen that it was like a setup. But the, me we're, in a daycare. But yeah, but we but, but, or with like a baby bump. But where like, <laughs> but where but where like.
4: Don't say baby bump. But you know what I mean. You're but we where like. But, and prankers.
1: But where like, but like so like the other Portland media somehow where it's just believable enough that they might uh, that they might run it or talk about it like not knowing it was a goof. So, but you see why we didn't do it? Because it's hard to sort of describe what I'm talking about. But I do love the idea of like a, of like setting up a fake candid moment that one of us is caught in, just to see if we could get it into the Mercury or the or the Willamette, like sort of uh, you know, sort of like a, a fake like look who we caught you know, nine sheets to the wind or whatever tied to the tracks in a backstop. Yeah, something, but just something, in something like we'll that. I like, or just like, or like me like caught like I think a, you
4: almost have this idea but because you've pitched this to me like four times and I'm still not totally... Because so I can
1: never really figure out exactly... It's not, the,
4: Yeah, it's not no. working exact like as you have it now, but I'm... Mm. I think it has possibility.
1: I, I can't figure out what the photograph would be. And the other thing we lack in Portland is we don't really have paparazzi here the way they do in maybe uh, like a real... like You know, like New York or L.A. So like...
4: I, don't know, I saw Michelle Williams just wandering around by herself, you know, and nobody's... People just don't really care. Like before... Somebody passes by, it's like, oh, right. okay, I think that was somebody famous. I'm yeah. going to keep on going.
1: So anyway, it's uh, – hey, but it was an idea, as I said, it was it was sort of – it was like the whole thing of like the fake paparazzi thing. It was an idea that was kind of half-formed in my head, and I was never really – I was trying to explain it to Susan. And Susan was like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, it would be like a fake shot of me at a table with a huge bag of crack in front of me. And she was like, well, why do you want that in the press? And I was trying to explain that it was sort of a gag to see if we could sort of work the media into being, to falling for something like that, and then the same thing, you know, like our audience would know like it was. people would probably
4: come knocking at your door, and you'd be arrested is, for crack that's possession. What,
1: that's what she said. She's like, "Do you really want less moon Moonves to see that you're in the news because you have a big bag of crack?"
4: Yeah, because you probably <laughs> would get two seconds to describe it to the higher up people. Totally.
1: No, it's a fake. We're, it's a commentary on the media. It's. See, we're not. You know, and then like as they're deactivating my key card. Hey, let's pass on yeah. that one.
5: You think you're Katie Couric? <laughs> Straighten your uh...
1: man, young man. All Maybe right. we should do
5: something else. Maybe we
1: should take a break. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this then we'll take a break. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. It made so, You know what I sound like right now? I sound like one of those callers who's going, no, no, no. It was, It was so funny in my head. That made so much sense <laughs> into my head.
10: That was your... But this is united. like
1: my ninth attempt to explain the idea, and I'm going to abandon it because I can never really make it sound good out loud. Hi, what's up?
11: Hey, I got a <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do not Google
8: for you.
1: Uh-huh. This is the last one.
8: Tub girl. Okay. Thank you.
1: Right. Have we all seen that?
4: No, but now you have to. Oh, oh, I've seen it. Oh, no.
1: And I probably have. You should see it. You should look at it, sir. No. Okay. IRL. None of
4: these are, like, dead people, are they? No. No, she's okay. very much alive. Okay, I'll look at it.
1: T-U-B-G-I-R-L, Tub Girl.
10: I don't think she should look at it. It's you pretty messed up.
4: Who
1: is this?
10: Shannon.
1: All right, Shannon. I shouldn't look at no, it? No, you should look. Of, cor- no, of course t- it's something t- weird. D- d- well, yeah, tub t-
10: t- Girl's pretty messed up. It's pretty
1: messed up. She haunt my dreams? Nah, not <laughs> like the purple soldiers. <laughs>
10: <But> the blue soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, ha- I had a do not Google.
1: Hold but... on. Hold on. We have to wait.
4: Oh no, it didn't. It just went to Consumption Junction. Uh, well,
1: go, go to search go, search. go to Google Image uh, Search.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the evil cackle. Tub girl. All right. All right. All right. Searching now. I've got a. To... All right, now I'm going to images.
1: All right. Okay, you should. Uh, I could go over there and enlarge it for you while you're not looking.
4: Yeah, I don't know which one. <laughs> okay, it is. Okay, hold on. There are lots of buildings that tubs Hey, here. Sarah, talk to Shannon. Hi Shannon, what's going on? Okay. Uh, not I'm a whole around. lot, just driving around Vancouver. All right, can you prepare me? Don't look at it. Okay, Aaron, Aaron, geek in the city's like flailing his arms. Maybe I shouldn't look at it. Right? No, of course you want. No. to. It's, it's no, it's nothing you have to trust me. No, the problem you is you have trust the you have the safe
1: search on. You don't want that. Don't filter. Okay, look away. Look, look, look. No, <laughs> look away.
4: No, Aaron's telling me not to look. <laughs> no, 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 so no look
1: Shannon. away. No, 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 look away. I don't away. want
10: to see this. Yes, you do. I'm kind of scared. All right, <laughs> it's nothing to be scared of. But anyway. oh, gross. It won't hurt I, you. I have that. Okay. I need to get it off my screen. Sarah is actually
1: holding her hands as though she's blocking the sun.
10: Okay. Uh-huh.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. How can we help you, Shannon? Well,
10: I, I had a do not Google.
1: Okay. We'll make this the final one. Then we're going to reset during the break. All right.
10: Do not Google body modification infections.
1: Okay. Uh, now it's my turn, though. I'll take the bullet. Okay. Okay. Body. Yeah, that's fun. We can make a whole day out of this. You know, if we were a morning show, this would be like four hours. Uh, Body... Modification. Yeah, the key is to always have the safe search turned off, Sarah. You never okay. get you never get you never get anything good. I didn't know I filtering. had the safe
4: search turned
1: on. that when you get your results at the top, it says safe search currently on or off. And if it says on, you, you got to get rid of are filtering. You'll never get anything good. Hmm. Uh, infection. Yeah. Plural or singular? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, images. Hold on. See, see, search is off. That's what you want. Okay. All right, body modification infection. I got nothing. All I've got is a bunch of uh, cartoon avatars.
10: Well, that's not it.
1: Oh, let me try infections. All right. Try one more. No, I got nothing. Nope, but sorry.
10: Try to keep searching it, and I'm sure yeah. you'll find some really unpleasant pictures.
1: Well, okay, I'll spend all day on that. Thank
10: you. <laughs> Have a nice one. All right, one. there you go. Let's take
1: a break. Back after this more of Tim Riley. Uh, Aaron Geek in the City, Duran, will be in the studio with us. Also, the top five, like us a three, like us 101 at 5 o'clock. Stay there at the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Go nowhere. Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. Rick, did you or Sarah watch... Oh, I forgot. Watch South Park last night, the Britney episode. If not, you should feel deep shame. No, I knew it was a Britney Spears episode last night, but I forgot to watch it. Apparently, they go to the North Pole and figure out the source of Britney's craziness. Doesn't it make Weird. you want to watch it? Yeah. See, and I didn't, so now i got to watch it. Uh, all right, here. Sarah's busy. She's taking a CBS test. Uh, what is this one?
4: Um, the costs and conveniences of email.
1: Uh, is this the don't hit reply all uh, when somebody sends you something? Uh... Yes, and don't
4: harass coworkers, and don't type LOL. It, does it really say that? Yeah, it says, you know, avoid you know being a sarcasm or anything, and don't use Internet slang. Yeah,
1: uh, You know, I actually took and passed the test, but don't remember anything about it. Also, I type LOL constantly. So, all right. And uh,
4: OMG. It is a 62-page test. I'm on page 26.
1: I don't even rem- I don't remember taking that test at all in any way. Okay, when, uh, when you're done, uh, you should give us some of the sample questions. I don't wish to uh, influence the outcome. Of course. All right. Um, let's see here. Let's see. We've got uh, somebody about the stingray story, or this one says Tom, lead singer of W S. What is W S? White Stripes? Probably. Wah-wah. All right. Uh, well, we'll start with that one. Hi, and then, uh, oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, sir, don't speak yet. Don't speak. Welcome down to the Rick Emerson Show. Aaron Geek in the city of Durant. Hello. Don't, don't speak. Don't speak. No. That, wait. Hi. <laughs> I heard another no back there. Was that you? What? What?
4: Not you. Him.
1: Oh, huh? no, him. Who? Who? What? Huh? Who? Stop! <laughs> Hello, sir. Hi, how are you?
4: Hey, Good. You're talking
16: about, uh, uh, scandalous, uh, like paparazzi video footage of, of people around town and whatnot, yes, right? And, uh, I just want you to know, if you go to, uh, YouTube and you do a search for Listener Party IX, like you know, Roman numeral nine. Yes. There's a, a short video. You can see the uh, lead singer of the Wonderstrucks just snorting this huge mound of blow.
4: <laughs> the Wonderstrucks. <Yeah. laughs> local band. They rock. They're the really Wonderstruck. <laughs> I think I've seen them on iTunes. I don't know anything about can that. Can I find out more about them at the Wonderstrucks dot com, or perhaps they have a MySpace page? MySpace forward slash the Wonderstrucks. You
3: absolutely can. You okay.
1: could probably get an American education if you look them up. I don't I know what,
4: think so. I don't know anything about that. Thank you, sir. Like, it would I be know. easy for a geek like me.
1: Yeah. Nerd. I do know the lead singer's a total whore. Hey, you think, guys. Yeah, He's an me ass. Too.
4: Uh, <laughs> I forgot about total that. Total diva personality, I yeah, uh-huh.
1: That's one of those things you sort of forget about that there is a video where I can be looks... called Miss Ross. Or the talent. When I
4: look like I'm smacking Joni in the head. And, yeah, and you're it's saying, like, I hate it when
1: they talk. Or I hate it when they can speak English. Yeah. And then I'm doing the thing with the huge pile of I'm cocaine. I'm so proud of that line. It is. It's, it's great. It really is. Joni
4: had to convince me to do that. I was like, oh, that's going to be misconstrued. Let me
1: ask you this. How many times, because you've done many things for Joni. You've done, uh, obviously, the listener party videos. Uh, you've done some, uh, some modeling uh, for her. You've uh, been in two videos or one video? Just one. The one for uh, Next in Nocturne?
4: I, Nicodemus and It Becomes You.
1: And it becomes you. Uh, And so how many times has Joni, uh, Sarah, would you say, had to use the following phrase with you? No, no, no. No, no, no. Let me ask you this. Let me put it this way. How many times have you said to Joni, okay, I trust you. Don't make
4: me look like... Many, many times. Especially for that video when I'm, like, tying a girl up. I'm like, you have to give me... I'm like, this is not going to look slutty.
1: It's not going to look like a porn film. That's exactly what it was. I'm
4: like, okay, I'm trusting you that you can make this look classy. And it does look
1: great. It's fantastic. It does.
4: It looks really cool and exactly how she said it would, but it... In the moment when I'm seeing all the girls and like bondage restraints and stuff, I'm like, how is this going to look? You and know?
1: you're and I forget what you're wearing, but it's like you're but there's some girl and you're like tying her up with rope or something. It's all and I look like a madam. And I can see how like in the moment you'd think like, how is this possibly going totally. to not look weird? But it does. It looks great actually. So, uh, but you do you forget about that? But somebody uh, like the, the you hey, know, at least the, the girls were alive in your video. <laughs> what? What? The first one, Joy, and I did. Yeah, the first Nicodemus one. Oh, it that's Both right. Corpses. The first Nicodemus video, there's a whole bunch of dead, like, hot dead girls. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about Interesting. that. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, uh, get this call. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
16: Hey, Rick. Hey. Uh, an uncle and a friend of his were out fishing off the uh, Nahalem Bay.
1: Is this a joke or is this a story?
16: <laughs> this is an actual story. Okay. Um, They were fishing off the Nahalem Bay, and they decided to go, like, into the very, very beginning of the ocean park just for a couple minutes.
1: The very, very beginning of the Oh, you mean where it where <laughs> so feeds, uh, feeds the ocean? With the ocean, the
16: or whatever. All right, okay. And he was out there, and they decided they were going to fish there for a couple of minutes, and his fishing hook hooked the wing of a stingray, uh. but he didn't know it. And so, I mean, he he knows that there's something on it, and he starts to pull it up. And he goes, whatever the thing is, it's really, really big. Jesus. And it starts getting close to the side of the boat and he goes, What is it? And his friend sitting on the other side of the boat goes, Whatever it is, it's on this side too.
2: Oh no! Four feet wide. Oh, the that's the biggest three. thing
16: I've ever heard. And it freaked him out so much he just snapped the line and just got <laughs> out of there as fast as possible.
1: Oh dude, you just gave me nightmares. Thanks for the thanks for the, oh, the, oh, the sleep man. was nice. He caught the megalodon. Jesus.
10: Whatever it is, <laughs> it's on this side, too. That's
1: got to get put into a movie.
10: Oh, my Someone, God. That
1: gave me goosebumps. That gave me goosebumps. Too. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, hey, no problem. Hey,
4: uh, How wide was the boat? Hold on. Hold on, Did sir. Just...
1: Hold on. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Because because that was so great, uh, we're going to take this moment to let you roll the dice of destiny. Uh, and uh, so uh, on the line here is a copy of uh, Dan in Real Life starring great, e- movie. great ev- movie. everybody's favorite funny man, Steve Carell. Uh, all right, so... Uh, you but as have... a
4: humble single father, oh, boy, that's he's, a role he's never tackled.
1: Is, is he an advice columnist who, uh, paradoxically, Sarah, doesn't have control of his own life?
4: No, you know what? He can speak to other families about their problems, but then in his own home, there's a little bit of strife that he just can't do- quite deal with. That is but then fantastic. there's, of course, a mysterious woman thrown into the mix, but there's a little twist there.
1: Uh, but you, uh, uh, you can uh, get it from Touchstone Home Entertainment. All right, sir, it's your choice here. Uh, as you roll the dice... Of Destiny, uh, do you want to roll for prime numbers, or do you want to play odd or even?
16: Uh, prime.
1: Okay, here you go, sir. We are going to roll the dice. Of Destiny, if it's a prime it's number, a <laughs> uh, you will win a copy of Dan in Real Life. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. All right. And you are...
16: Uh... <laughs>
1: Wait, hold on. Is that a prime number?
16: No. What's the
17: number?
1: Fourteen? No. Oh, really? Oh, it's seven times it. two. Ash.
2: Hold on. You will never
1: <laughs> win. There you go. Sorry about that. That's cool. <laughs> okay, Boy, that story is awful. Jesus, that's the worst story. And, and he, and I don't know how wide the boat was, but I mean, it doesn't the, really matter. It's a boat that can hold two people. It's big enough to eat your face I, off. That's the thing is, that's a two person boat. I mean, you figure the boat's got to be. The size of a beetle. It's yeah, I mean it's not uh, yeah, it's not like a that's not a canoe, right? I caught an octopus once on accident. <gasps> scared, cared the because some you know we'd be fishing off the the. the you look pierce. down and just see it's one eye looking up. No, the... I'm pulling like man, this thing's fighting like crazy. You do that one last tug to get uh, it up on the shore, uh, and they whip it up and here's these tentacles. It's not even a big one. Just <laughs> and it did it grabbed on me. It's flailing about, squirting ink in my face. My uncle Joe's having to rip t- rip tentacles off my face <laughs> and
4: throw it back into the ocean. Good old Uncle Joe. Oh,
1: it was terrifying whatever it is it's on this side too that is so
3: wrong
4: that is i cannot even i'm just picturing them in a boat with just these huge wings on either side now when you picture
1: it when you picture it is it uh nighttime morning middle of the day
4: mine's like a rowboat but it's in like for some reason it's in a pond yeah Um, me too like just below the surface and and it's uh, huge It's
1: twilight the sun is going down
12: (laughs) and you're losing the vision of the shore
1: (laughs) (laughs) jesus Have you ever seen, uh, it's a terrible film, but have you seen Creepshow 2? Yeah. Creepshow 2 is an awful film, but one of the, I think there's five different stories, it's an anthology, uh, but one of the stories is pretty legitimately unnerving. It's um, a lake, and it's a really basic setup. Uh, The deal is there's a lake, and floating in the middle of the lake is like a pier, like it's a pier that's been moored in the middle of the lake, uh or it's like a pond like a big pond and so these kids are like hey it's a hot summer day let's swim out to that pier that's moored in the middle of the pond and so they swim out to the pond and just as they're getting to the pond they realize that there is this large creature that looks like an oil slick floating on the surface but it's actually a huge flat stingray thing <laughs> and so they swim out and they realize it they're halfway to the pier and the thing starts to move toward them and they're all like, damn yeah, that! And they swim to the pier, and then the rest, of the, the rest of the thing is just them on the pier in the middle of this huge pond with this thing, this big stingray. This? It's Creepshow 2. That with this big uh, stingray thing just floating out there on the surface of the pond looking at them. I, I it do not want another dead.
4: night full of nightmares. Thank you for this.
1: I'm just saying, Lisa didn't dream about Rubber Johnny last night.
4: I dreamt about, like, aliens it? jumping with parachutes and landing.
1: Yeah, her dream is messed up enough for, like, yeah, I heard it was great. I'm going to get, like, that's the thing where I'm going to get, like, spillover nightmares from that. Yeah, I have, like, Cthulhu dreams, so I, I'm, it's kind of just a normal night for me. <laughs>
19: All right.
1: Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
19: Hi, Rick. Hey. Um, well, I was thinking, you know, I hear it on the show, and I feel bad for you sometimes when, when you guys are doing your, your lost episode update and critiques and stuff, that yeah. you don't get to participate fully sure. as much as Sarah does. <clears throat> and I'm thinking you should, you know, do um, for better or worse updates.
14: With like the
1: comic strip, yeah.
19: Are you still a fan of that?
1: I I am indeed. All yeah. right, we could do like family circus updates, where well, not me does something uh, wacky.
19: Didn't you think the other day with Anthony and Elizabeth that you know when the old boyfriend came by that was going to be trouble?
1: Are you being sarcastic? No. Okay. Let me just. I'm gonna make. I'm a it.
19: big fan of Better okay. or Worse.
1: Here's the thing. I quit watching. I quit reading after uh, the dog died. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I'm gonna yeah. make I Charlie read it every day. But do you remember, remember when? The, do you remember what it was? It the same dog that rescued April from uh-huh. drowning? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, was it that? It, was it that the dog rescued April from drowning and then the dog itself died? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember where. I remember mm. where. I remember exactly where I was when I read that. I was in Salt Lake City, sitting at my show prep desk uh getting ready to prep for that day's show, and the first thing I would do before the Internet, it was before the Internet, I would read the paper, and I would read the comics because I was a big For Better or For Worse fan, and reading that comic book where April is, because April falls into like a ditch, like a, a ravine, stream, yeah, a stream. A strange, the strange. dog jumps in, saves her, they come out, April's alive, and then the dog, boy, I'm feeling all depressed now, and then the dog is dead. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. But they got a new Farley or
19: so, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, so. I
1: suppose. Uh, but I will say this. I was a big fan of For Better and Worse, uh and Lynn Johnson is right up there with Foxtrot. Uh, It's right up there with, uh, I mean, you know, Calvin and Hobbes is sort of the rarefied air, but Foxtrot is a great comic. I will say that when I quit reading the newspaper every day, I I failed to keep reading Better For Worse Online. The only comic strip, when I stopped reading the newspaper, the only comic strip I continued to follow online was the Boondocks, uh, which has now gone away, so...
19: Uh, you don't, you're not reading better or worse now?
1: I'm not. Oh.
19: He's all disappointed in me. Well, Elizabeth uh, is uh, engaged to Anthony now. All right. So I thought you'd be happy for that. Do you
1: remember the big furor when one of the characters in that was gay? Oh, yeah. What was his name? What was the character? I don't remember. Oh,
19: he was a high school friend. But he was Michael's those. friend. Yeah, Michael. I remember looking at old strips and seeing him as buddies back then.
1: Yeah, Michael's friend was the gay, and yeah. there was all of this protest about, like, how right. dare they and sodomy.
19: Well, I thought it was funny that his friend's name was Weed. Weed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh and then I remember
1: when the didn't like the grandfather got Alzheimer's and died yeah, he, or something. No, he's not dead. He's, he's not still dead. alive, but oh.
19: he's he's spacey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well thanks. Uh I actually at one point uh owned a couple for Better or Worse Treasuries. Ooh. Uh I owned them I owned them with a girlfriend though, and so when the uh that, she took those when we broke up. I didn't damn her. Yeah, I got the I got all the Clapton records and uh, she got the better or worse treasuries. So yeah. all right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, here's what we've got. Uh and we, then we have to do the top five. Uh, we have a crucifix story, a story about that guy and the, the stingray and the boat, or this one says, "Stop bothering my mom." <gasps> huh? Maybe that was the house that you showed up at last night. That might have been the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, no, no. I don't think. Okay, there was a second house. There was a house right. where the house where the where
4: the wife Doesn't hated it me. That seemed like a poor idea. Of creepy. No, I mean. The, then we went to a second house.
1: There, are, there have only been a few bad uh, encounters. Uh, one was uh, again, and the, like the guy was really glad to see me. The husband and the son. It was just the wife uh, didn't care for me. You know, this is how Silence of the Lambs opens. There was a, we there, we did uh, we had that one. We had the guy threatening to shoot me, uh, but uh, most of them have been okay. There was we went to see a guy named James uh james joseph was his name uh we went to see him yesterday and he was actually really you know he was into it and it, we it was actually pretty cool terry and i are on his front porch and he got out his cell phone and said like, we're gonna call my friend doug so he called his friend doug and so i sat there on the porch of this guy james his listener and actually talked to his friend doug as well so he was pretty into it this could the guy the this may be the guy who had moved out and his mom was the one still living there hello hi
18: hey yeah this is pete um i just wanted to uh Ask you, you know, my mom's a nice old lady who just lives by herself and <laughs> I I I don't know that she appreciates wacky uh DJs coming to her house. Your mom They're... was very charming. How
1: may, if I may ask this, uh You're a wacky DJ. If it, your mom was great because uh your mom is I mean I don't know she is, but she's an older woman, and yet she had purple hair.
11: Yeah. It was
1: fantastic. <laughs> uh and she had wisteria and I never knew what that was. I thought it was like a little plant. But apparently it's like a big wooden wooden vine thing. I never knew what wisteria was, and so Terry, who's the girl from the street team, and your mom had a big discussion about the quality of the wisteria around your mom's house.
18: I'm sure she's in love with that wisteria, and uh, my mom's actually turning uh, 60 in the next couple months. Uh, She was pretty
1: great. When we got back into the station vehicle, I made the note that I I dig it because my mom was sort of the same way. I dig it with you know like an older woman who's still like, I'm going to dye my hair purple. I mean, that's pretty fantastic. That's badass. I hope to be that way. So, yeah, we stopped by, and she told us that you no longer lived there. Uh, And then she couldn't find her cell phone, but she found the cordless phone. So we called, and then you weren't home, so we left a message.
18: Uh, Yeah, you called my cell phone. I was eating dinner with my girlfriend and her parents. (laughs) And uh, I was like, oh, uh, you know, my mom left me a voicemail. i got to check this. And it was... Hey there, this is Rick Emerson. I'm on um, your front porch with your mom. <laughs> I'm with your
6: mom.
1: Awesome. There's no story that isn't made better by the addition of with your mom. Excellent. All right, yeah, my friend. And, yes.
18: And uh well, I I decided I uh, I thought about changing updating my information on the glorious bastard site, but if you're just going to be Stopping by my house randomly and dropping <laughs> off labeled Larry the Cable Guy stuff. I, I'm, I may not.
1: All right. Well, that's your choice. That's between you and your God, sir. Thank you.
18: Thank you. Bye. All right. Yeah.
4: I couldn't get the tone on that guy.
1: Ah, uh, what can you do? Yeah. It might have. It must have been kind of sir because we stopped by. And that was the last known address for him. That was with the Glorious Bastards database. So it was, we stopped by. and She's like, Oh no, no, you're looking for my son. He moved out. And we said, oh, okay. And she's like, well, we could call him. I think it was her idea. She's like, let's call him. So she digs up her phone. We call. He doesn't answer. I leave I'm like, hey, I'm on I'm in the front porch with your mom. And well, good
4: for him if his mother's 60, which means he must have been well past the age of needing to move out on his own.
1: See, I wasn't going to say that. but uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> it's about time, Pete. Uh, so, I mean, that must have been a little weird, though. He checks his voicemail, and it's like uh, me and Terry on his front porch talking to his mom. That might be a little weird. All right. Uh, do we have time to do the top five here?
4: Do you want to break and do the top five? And well, here's what we got.
1: It? We have more news from Tim. Dennis is going to come in to uh, pimp Miles around, and we have the top five. You don't have a movie review, I'm assuming. Um, I can. See, is Scott going to be in tomorrow? No, because t- tomorrow's normally my day. So so I'm we're without anybody tomorrow. Yeah, Drillbit Taylor we're comes alone. out Friday. Don't go see it. It's stupid. What? Mm. Drillbit Taylor. I don't even... we don't
4: have anybody, Richie should totally be trying to get somebody from the Harvey Dent campaign.
1: Yes, he should, Sarah. Because
4: they're doing it all day from like 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yes, yes, there she
1: are. Hope you're listening. All right. Do it. Do it now. Uh, so, so here's what we got: a little bit from Dennis, some Tim, top five, or do we break?
4: Let's let's break and then do it all on the other side. All right, break it. sounds a big chunk of time. Back Woo.
1: with Aaron Duran after this day. That's the Rick Emerson radio program. Go nowhere. Yeah. Why? Hello, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. Still to come. Tim, Tim, is waving invisible things in the air.
2: Well, it's like these
5: cartoon mosquitoes are flying over my head.
2: I think it's dust.
5: The cartoon mosquitoes are flying are over, flying my over head. your head.
17: The dust just
5: never ends. There's 30 years of dust over your head. you're wonder why you're sneezing. It's because circulating. It's you know, 80
1: percent of, of dust is actually human skin cells. So it's because of the mosquitoes from cartoons mm-hmm. that are circling your head. Yes. Huh?
0: And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this
15: is Tim Riley.
5: Barack Obama will bring city traffic to a standstill tomorrow. Thanks. Now, his speech begins at 9.30. But congestion is expected to begin bright and early at 6 a.m. Authorities give all kinds of lame suggestions of what to do, like <laughs> ride public transportation. Uh-huh. Like, people are going to do that. Why not ride a bike? Like, from 15 miles away in the suburbs where you live. Or a carpool, which nobody ever does anyway.
1: Somebody had a really uh, good point about Barack Obama and him being here. They they asked why, the, with people. I don't mean to sound uh, hopelessly whatever about this, but I mean the people who are you know have jobs and are busy paying taxes and earning a living mm-hmm. can't yeah. go see him. The only people who can go to see him at 10 a.m. are people who either have jobs they can just sort of leave willy nilly, or people who are unemployed. So that is sort of odd. Well, there are plenty when you think of them it. these days. Twelve, right? well, the twelve thousand of them apparently. Mm-hmm. They had twelve thousand tickets. Twelve thousand people, no job. It's like when you and I were doing that hideous broadcast from Seattle in front of the Seahawks game or no, whatever. That was bad. It's like fifteen thousand people and they Did not even work? didn't people have jobs?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, whatever. Anyway, no people came out of nowhere like a swarm of ants in I, the middle of the afternoon. The productivity. So not only, well, I won't be here for the gridlock, I guess, though. Because that's uh, cause that's that's uh, I mean that's in the morning, right? Yeah. So I'll already be here by the time that starts.
5: No, you're going to miss it then. Yeah. All right. Attention all you kids in Gresham. All of you are under the age of 18, and we know there are many, many of you. You're be in Saturday, 11 o'clock during the upcoming spring break or else. Special police patrols will be out for curfew violators. They want to reduce the risk of juvenile crime. Like they can do anything to help that at this point. Crimes involving the juvies, either as suspects or victims, has been a problem in Gresham in the past. Not to mention all the people who were adults who caused most of the problems. The city curfew is in effect till 11 p.m. Oh, I'm sorry. At 11 a.m. Till 6 a.m. All your juveniles... <laughs> by... <laughs> okay, it's when to when I've... Well, you're not from Gresham, so it doesn't matter to you.
1: I guess not, but I care about the children, Tim.
5: All right. It begins at 11 p.m.
1: Until 6 a.m. Okay. All right. All
5: right. So no
1: shootings between those hours. <laughs> you kids...
5: All you rascals, Induct all your crime and sex and drugs in the comfort of your basement, please. And by the way, all you juveniles found in violation, you'll be taking the police and your parents, who care so much about you, will be called. All right. And by the way, now see, now
1: you uh, there is a lot of dust in here, now that you Told pointed you. it out.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I okay. thought it was like just the spring. I'm sorry,
4: Aaron. I thought you were trying to get my <laughs> yeah, attention. Is, at her. I into <laughs> Aaron's
1: eyes. Tim is blowing it right, waving it into Aaron's face. Like, you know, I've well, got this bad hay fever the last couple of days, too. Is anybody else sneezing a lot in the last few days? I am. And I'm coughing and choking, too. See, me, too. Kristen Bowie has it, too, so I think... The, the the hideous allergies because was a pretty mild winter except for that one week. Well, I'm still choking from LA smog. Ah, uh, I think that I think the hideous uh, uh, allergy season is upon us. Mm. I gotta bust out the Claritin. Uh, that's no good. It was pretty funny though when you were describing uh, cartoon mosquitoes flying above your head.
5: That's what they look like. <laughs> I was just getting you a wasn't hold. high and lowest.
1: We were, just, <laughs> we were just outside of Barstow when the mosquitoes began attacking. All right.
5: Uh, the lack of bees is becoming a problem here in the Northwest. Honeybees are disappearing. The nation's bee population has been cut in half. How do they add all that up? Well, anyway, it's due to disease. These uh, bees are dying from something called collapsing colony syndrome. Bees simply abandon their colonies. They just don't care anymore. It's time for you to become a beekeeper. It is a relaxing hobby. Say, many bee expert Dennis Van Eelsdorp says there are three things you can do to help with the bees.
13: First of all, become a beekeeper. It's the most exciting, relaxing thing you can do. But I realize that how can it be
1: both day exciting day. and relaxing? Local, local
13: honey, local local honey is the most ethical sweetener. And third, plant a pollinator garden.
1: I'm gonna do none of these things. But I do want to be known as a pollinator. I... <laughs> is, that your, is that your wrestling name? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the pollinator! Sarah Connor. All
5: right. Isn't that a local author? Check pollinator. <laughs> Sarah.
1: How long did it take you? Tim, do you even remember taking the email uh, test? Yes. I don't remember it at all. I, mean, I remember passing job. it. I don't remember anything about it. Are you done with the test yet?
4: No, I just, I, I missed one, so I didn't pass it. So i took to stick <laughs> it all over
5: again. You can only miss one. You can't miss
4: one? No. No, no, no you have to get it all over again.
5: And they don't even give you a hint. No, they don't. <laughs> and there's they... something really basic you should know. And you can't
4: oh, I guess I see it, it now. What did mm-hmm. you miss? Um, in, its perfor- in a performance review that she sends via email, Peggy writes, Cliff, my assistant, is a disabled veteran who does a fine job with his bookkeeping tasks but needs to work on his interpersonal skills. What information about Cliff is irrelevant. You can't call him disabled. Not at no, no. Well, oh.
0: uh,
1: you can't. Well, I'm still taking a freelance test.
0: consultant. I'll say whatever oh, I yeah, want. You're,
1: a CBS, you're not a CBS employee. That's right. All right. Does she call him disabled? Does she yeah. reference that? Yeah,
4: she said he's a disabled
1: veteran. Interesting. He just sits, sits in the chair with wheels. <laughs> I keep telling him. I passed. <laughs> I keep telling him to get up and at him, but nothing happens. <laughs> all he does is sit there all day. He's completely unmotivated. <laughs> ah <laughs> uh, humor all right uh
5: shall we uh, uh
2: care about that oh come on
5: <laughs> that kind of talk may be okay in certain industries but certainly not That's this good. one that, we'll was, move forward. that was over the line
4: that was are you uh, done with your news tim
5: i am here. oh ladies and gentlemen tim riley greatest newsman
1: in the history of the world Back at 4, 5, 6, and 7, top of the hour, all the way through Lycus. Yes. Thank you. Now, see, now I'm all conscious about the dust filling my nose. And
5: Look at it, it's, it's circulating. It? <laughs> it, anytime you move your hand, it stirs it up more. It's here and it doesn't move. I think Aaron especially course, appreciates it. I'm sorry,
1: Aaron. <laughs> here's, here's your top five for Thursday five, on the Rick Emerson show.
2: 4, three, two, one. Here, a- inhale, Aaron.
1: Itchy in there. I'm scared, Mr. Disrecovering from pneumonia. Have some dust.
2: <laughs> and
1: thanks for pointing out that it's made out of skin. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Yep. Jesus. <sighs>
14: Counting is happiness. Counting is So when are
1: you guys leaving for Vegas? Uh, I think we're leaving around 1 tomorrow. Ah, excellent. So you're going to beat us yeah, yeah. there. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Are you guys also staying at the El Cortez? Yes, we are. Fantastic. I, I hope think,
4: it's... I like you didn't know. Do you guys have adjoining rooms? to yes. be like a big party? <laughs> I don't know. you thought he said that he was all McGreevy or whatever. As in to swing! <laughs> I would well, just assume around. that you would know because you made it sound all suspicious. I, like, aren't you pla- <laughs> staying there as well? I'm like, didn't you guys plan up well, together? Well, I couldn't
1: remember whether you guys had yeah. weighed the El Cortez, but it, it decided to stay somewhere else. No, no, we're there, that yeah. was where you were going. You go, but you guys are in a different type of room, right? You guys went with the vintage 40s style That's room? That's right. I think, we went in, I think we went in the one called the Vintage Queen, which I just love the name of that. You may not know it to look at her, Sarah. She's a Hellcat. All right. Uh... I pity you! <laughs> uh, hello, Dennis. Uh, Dennis Pitchenbarger, ladies and gentlemen.
14: That crap table will keep you warm at night.
3: <laughs> uh, what's coming up in Miles Around, Dennis? Um, well, we actually have a couple of cool announcements. Uh, one is I've been. Uh, uh, very excited about the fact that I'm going to be bringing on uh, Big Jim from KUFO. He's going to be joining me uh, full time now. So. He
1: is going to be your co-host on Miles Around. Fantastic! Yes,
3: well yeah. done. Good for him. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah that's excellent. very cool. Uh, that's great. He's he's a funny, funny man. He is. Uh, we had more fun. He came in and uh, kind of talked to us for a second. Uh, sorry, I'm used to the RE-720, I guess, versus the... Oh, so, yeah, because if it gets off yeah, to the side, microphone. then it starts to kind of... the uh, full-on rock star right into the microphone. microphone. Um, no, we, uh, he came in last weekend to talk to uh, talk to us and just kind of see if and uh, feel if it would be something he'd be interested in. He, uh, he hung out. We had a great time, basically laughed for two hours while we talked about cars. And uh, so I approached him uh, this week, and uh, he said, buddy, I'm on. And so now the hunt is out for the... Uh, Part of the deal was, and I put it up on MilesAround.com, is I told them I'd get them a car. So uh, I've been looking around for the Abductor Series black van to then turn into the <laughs> Big gym Mobile. So uh, that would be uh, that would be one of the projects to go on.
1: Excellent. And so does that begin this
3: weekend? That begins this weekend. Fantastic. The other really cool part of uh, the news on Miles Around is the fact we're going to be at the seventh annual. Showdown on the West show next weekend, and I know there's a lot of people that will probably want to help me with the event, because we will be hosting the autograph sessions for not only the last two Miss Oregons, but as well as the Playboy Playmate of the Year will be hanging out with us, so as the male demographic might want to uh, gander at the... uh,
4: Where is the Playboy Playmate hanging out with you?
3: Uh, We're going to be at the showdown on the West. It's a motorcycle hot rod show up in Clackamas County, or Clark County. So it's kind of a cool deal. And so Who's who, who things, is it that's going to be? Uh, her name is something Underwood or Sarah Ann or Sarah something. I don't wait, know. Wait, is that the girl that was from here? Yeah, she went to Oregon yeah. State. Yeah, was that the, the, girl, that was oh, the, really the girl that was in the... Oh, the really
4: pretty girl that was in the hallway?
3: That little blonde girl that was in the building
1: last year or something. We couldn't figure out who she was. And it turns out she was the chick who was in Playboy.
3: Yeah, she was in Playboy. Right. She ended up being Playmate of the Year as well. So uh, it's kind of cool. They just invited us and... We were going to be at the show to promote the radio show and kind of tell people about the station and all that stuff. And then they invited us, since we had kind of a cool 50 by 40 deal with truss and leather furniture and all this goodies. She, uh, the the promoter said, well, can we do our autograph session at your booth? Well, fantastic. I'm sure your wife will agree. Oh, no, because this is the thing. I've already figured out how to get out of trouble is I'll have the second prettiest girl in the world there. The first being my wife. Okay, I was just going to wait for you to... You need
4: like, say, re- theory, say like, these things in your head. You yeah, you need to get yeah.
1: that out first. <laughs> Ladies, oh, I, I just did, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, here is uh, your top five. Uh, for uh, Thursday on the Rick Emerson Show. Aaron, what is the nature of this top five? Oh, man, this is the uh, the top five creepy D&D tracks whenever I run a game. All right, these are the top five songs playing in the background for during ever, Aaron's yes. uh, D&D session. I guarantee right now there will be no rush. All right, fantastic. This. All right, at number five? No, Honorable, Honorable, Honorable Mention. Mentor. Honorable Mention is a track called Late to
3: the Jabberwocky from the Alice soundtrack. Dennis, you're a big fan of this, right? I actually have this not only in a wave, but an MP3. That's right. In case I want to get the really big sound. Wow.
1: (laughs) This actually should sound a little familiar to longtime listeners. Back when you did the Thirteenth Door, or not Thirteenth Door, um, House of Midnight. Yeah, this was the music I used when I made that creepy House of Midnight thing.
0: Dude, I told you. Do some some D and
1: D lingo over this. Did, 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 like Say something that would happen to the D&D game.
3: My paladin has 12-plus uh, armor.
14: No, your paladin wouldn't have 12-plus armor. I'm sorry, I was just taking uh, a step. Well, I
4: don't know. Uh, at least he's trying, Aaron. Come on, Yeah, go. no, but,
14: okay. You go down, you know,
1: you enter a room. There's a door to the north and to the south. Are there girls there? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, all right. Let's move on to number five.
3: Can I have another mountain? of really embarrassing top five
1: now. Number five is Doomsday Averted by Rasputina. Uh, oh, these guys are pretty creepy. Yeah, they weird. do a really creepy version of Bad Moon Rising by Creedence. I've got that one. It's yeah. they did an entire cover album. It's terrifying. Yeah. They're, uh, I'm not a big fan of Manson so much anymore, but they do a version of Tourniquet that is really
3: messed up. They just now added a guy. They now actually have a guy playing for them. Now this is just ambient music you have going in the background. Yeah, some just to set the mood,
1: atmosphere, just in the background. Yeah, all D and D games have some kind of weird music playing in the background. Yeah. So if I'm doing like a, you know, if we're you know done fighting orcs and now we're fighting like weird Dracula zombies and stuff like that, and we need the creepier music. <laughs>
4: don't look at me that I way. try not to judge. But I just don't get the Dungeons and Dragons. Like, thing. I don't get it. After watching the episode of Freaks and Geeks, like it is. I, don't, I can't even begin to understand it. That's fine. We had kind That's of okay. a
1: conversation, at we were at Aaron's on Saturday, and we actually had a long conversation about, because they, my wife even actually still assumed that I had played D&D. And again, I'm not passing judgment, but she's like, well, didn't you play D&D growing up? And I explained how, I remember the moment stumbling on my friends playing D&D at recess in third grade. And they're like, we're playing this game called D&D. You should join us. And I looked, and it's like graph paper and dice and whatever. And I was like, math. It's, yeah, no, I was, I was intimidated, as dumb as that sounds, because I thought it would be math. And I thought I would look stupid because I was terrible at math. And I was made so insecure by the idea that I was going to be... That I was going to look dumb because I wouldn't know the math, but I said, "Oh no, I'm going to go play on the tire swing," and that was it. That was like the moment I opted never to play D and D, and so it's a whole world I don't understand. I will completely admit. Yeah, no, it's fine. People don't have to get it. I don't care. I'm not not belittling it. It's just something I I just get.
4: Yeah, that's exactly. I just don't get it. I
3: don't grok it. It's a look on your face while you say. I don't I'm just, get it. I'm
4: just flashing back to the episode of Freaks and Geeks when, yeah. um, you know, when they're all like, I didn't realize that was what it was like.
1: Congratulations, you've completed your first Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I never saw that episode. I'll oh, have dude, to watch it. It's the, the final episode, hurting my soul. I've also never uh, watched the whole episode of The West Wing. God damn it, I hate you. Let's, we gotta move on. All right, number four, uh, a cover of "If I Only Had a Brain" by The Flaming Lips. <laughs> wow. <laughs> got
4: love these CD players.
1: Technology. Science. Science and industry. <laughs> things doing things. Uh, if I Only Had a Brain is an MC 900-foot Jesus song.
13: I could while away the hours. <laughs> this
1: the is what I use for my zombie violence. games. Meaning, because it has all the kids laughing in the background. It's
13: battling the darkness!
2: <laughs> in my this is
1: actually from the uh, the, the video game Stubbs the down Zombie, down. where you play and a zombie, brain. and the whole point of the game is to stay alive by eating children's I'd brains. And
4: we we this live song live
1: live plays in the background as you're munching on their face. Can I, uh, can I just tell you, this is munching the, whole,
4: on their face.
1: the whole show in a nutshell that Aaron is doing this, and meanwhile, Dennis is talking about I'm going to be talking about cars with a Playboy Playmate. That is the whole. That is the whole AM970 experience this in one room. All in one room, right it here. Is. We cover the whole spectrum. That's why it's so hard to find one phrase to, to describe this day. Cars, hot chicks, and zombies. And all right. What's uh, all right? Number three is. right, let's hold on just for a second. Number three is is, is Jodan Baker as is. Number three is De Verdimus Mysterious by Flint Glass. This is off the Naruhotep, uh soundtrack that he did, and. Uh, this is the kind of stuff you're going to hear in your background in your head tonight, Sarah, when you dream, is this kind of weird Cthulhu music. As you're pulling the uh, stingray up below the boat. As it takes up both sides of the boat. Yeah, you're going to be hearing this in the background.
2: Uh-huh.
5: Sleep well. <laughs>
4: Stop. This doesn't scare
5: me.
2: Close your eyes, Sarah. Close
4: them. Okay, you need a stuff <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> Stop it. Sometimes when you're, you're asleep... I didn't mean to hurt your feelings in your whole role-playing game. I can see it. <laughs>
1: I just need one lock of your hair. Can I touch just, just stop? That is just weird. All right, moving on. Wait, what? touch what, them? Did,
4: what did, you did you say mean, that? Your teeth. <laughs> yeah.
14: All right.
13: At number two, <laughs> who are you?
14: You guys asked for this one. I rather would have done Weird Al. Okay, then at number two,
1: Tom Waits. What's he building in there? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Joni will be happy to hear this. When I worked at Sam Goody, I used to open the store with this song every single no. morning. The customers like that, especially all the old ladies that would come walking. The music in. is scaring my children.
7: He has subscriptions
15: to those magazines <laughs> he never waves when he goes by. It's kind of
1: this is really top down on the highway music, isn't it, Dennis?
3: Oh yeah, I, I'm usually open road, sun shining, listening to this. Yeah, I was thinking more like changing a tire in a back alley uh, <laughs> in Sin City. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is when you're driving down that lonely, windy road and your lights go out. Your radio begins to flicker. All right, all right, let's get this finished with. Her name was Goldie. All you're right.
3: something. I will That's
4: to what I was thinking.
3: Playing yeah. this, playing that song, like creeping people out. Like I mean, not that we haven't all experimented with. Uh, substances in our life. No. Yes, like 18 years old, on the uh, LSD, in the alley, by you know, out of yeah, Seaside, see? Oregon. That would be a perfect Or around me. the gaming table.
14: These are, this is the number one <laughs> number song. Number one, the Game Keepers, Lotion.
1: Oh, is this that silence of the land. <laughs> is this clean? Uh, until the very end. I thought I caught them all. There's only one, like, three minutes in. I'm looking down so. the hole, you're looking up at me. This is only the creepiest oh, song oh, ever oh, because... It's messed up, but it's the poppiest tune you'll ever hear.
2: <laughs> you
3: gotta give me a copy of this. Okay.
2: Okay.
3: I can hear bumper music for miles around right now.
2: Okay, you gotta stop that.
3: I went to a Halloween party one time
1: where someone came dressed as Buffalo Bill in that scene. Oh. Next, you're going to be back asking to touch things. He stayed tucked all night long. <laughs> Do you even think about the things that are in your head before <laughs> you let them... called. All right. We'll be back after this. That was pretty great. Uh... <laughs> Pardon me.
4: That was great. I've never really sat and listened to one of those
1: before. Yeah. Uh and that number six was number six. Yeah, well you kinda saw of that one coming Yeah, I I don't huh. think she's very hot. I mean no, she's pretty. No, nah, right? she's bony and weird. Yeah. She's too tall, too thin, too I mean she you know like you know like c the whole like see your collarbone thing, you yeah. know. Uh, I want a boomer sandwich. See,
3: that's what we were talking. About,
4: the... <laughs> like you're so cool most of the time. I'm Like,
3: what's going on with you but today? I say this all the time. You guys give me a hard time about you're saying just... stuff from the hip.
4: Maybe because I'm used to communicating with you via the internet and then seeing you in real but life. But I write the of... same
3: horrible
1: things. You just don't hear my. Yeah, but, but it's all punctuated there.
4: properly and like. <laughs>
1: Anywho, any. So I should just emote everything to you from now on. <laughs> lol.
4: <laughs> just type it into some kind of voice box.
1: <laughs> I want. A I warmer. would like to suckle your earlobes. Ah, uh, lol. Woot. They it's like kissing a baby's lips. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: Dennis Fitzermarger Miles Around uh, beginning this weekend Big Jim from the Marconi Show will be uh, your co call
3: uh, Big Jim from KUFO and uh, we will now be playing uh, Aaron's top five D&D songs as <laughs> new bumper music you can totally do that oh yeah. I right, will right. the, the, the bumper music's going in a whole new direction but yeah that uh, the addition of Big Jim from KUFO is a big thing for us and then uh, the other thing is having uh, Playmate of the Year next week uh, the week after at the, of the West show we're looking for it Miles Around's got the new event calendar on it so if you go there you can see all the stuff we're going to talk about,
1: uh, Aaron Durant. So, uh, so you are going to Vegas tomorrow? Yes. All right. Remember, don't hand money directly to the dealer. No, of course not. Take you in the back room, beat beach senseless. Yeah, no, all I'm right. probably not going to play with people uh, anyway.
3: Red nine nineteen. That's a split first tw- or second twelve. Oh, and
1: by the, by the way, the other thing is uh, bet on we black. Have, no, no, no always bet on black. <laughs> and also, we have said that you got to be your goal from the minute you get off the plane, get through the whole weekend without paying for a drink. Okay, that should be the goal. Can You can do that. I can do that. All right. Very quickly, final call of the day. Please don't suck.
15: Hey, Mr. Jeff. I was wondering, did you guys find out about Aaron's mom in Playboy? Oh, I forgot oh, about look that I'm looking. There's bastard. no
6: time either. Oh. Have well, you see seen
15: it? it? Yeah. No, like no. It. Yeah. I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. All right. No, I did. When I found out, I did have to, I did have to look because it's kind of cool. All right. Your mom was in Playboy? Yeah. He's stud. Good
15: to you. Know. All
3: right, you guys
1: have a good time in Vegas. Thank you. I bye will. Now. Okay. Good. <laughs> Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X Dillon for AM nine seventy so State know. Radio. In the newsroom, Tim Riley on the phones. Richard Bristol, the gatekeeper, is Dave. Sweatsedo uh, Zin. Uh, the webmistress is uh, Bridget from Upstairs, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan Reynolds. We want to thank Lisa Desjardins, Steve Kastenbaum, Dennis Pitzenbarger, Aaron Duran, and uh, all the rest. Uh, join us tomorrow when we'll do the same crap we did today, but just with a slightly different tilt to it. So, uh, like us next. Like us 101 at 5. Donna Mike at 7. Uh, see you all then at 10 a.m. for the recap
7: 11 for the show. Bye now. I'm ready to fight for Gotham.